Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. Uh, what every, with every episode, we come closer to getting banned on iTunes. My name is Dylan. <laughs> My name is Victim. And I'm Skuma Dealer today. Today you were a Skuma Dealer in the chat. Uh, so, I better pull the agenda. So, it's been a bit. Um, actually, that's not true. It's actually been exactly two weeks because we're on schedule this fucking time. What a fucking Hell change. Yeah. It's so you're so used to being off schedule. I know. And you know what? I had to keep the schedule because I'm actually going to be uh, gone next week. So <laughs> I am having one Look of those anniversary things. Um, oh, how dare you? <laughs> um, you. Took time off work and everything. So, yeah. I don't oh, even know what I'm going to do yet. An important one. Yeah. Saving the marriage, Dylan, I see. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. Vic, you got to pick a color, too. Um, we'll okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll be yellow. Do I want to be white, though? It's really close to blue. So this actually brings me to an excellent point. Uh, oh, keep the red. That looks great. Um, so the live chat, obviously, you know, enjoying the color selection. Uh, however, if you are uh, one of our, you know, regular listeners, um, we were just looking over the metrics before we started recording. And, um, and you guys aren't listening enough. Actually, they're listening fine. Uh, it's that they're not watching I'm the just bot. Fucking... <laughs> so... Um, I am, you, you've heard me on this show many, many, many times, like, sing the praises of um, odyssey.com, and Rick, your light is strobing. <laughs> I know. Here, let me fix that, because... That is so distracting. <laughs> it, it's not strobing in real life, it's just it's, the frequency it's, 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 <laughs> the, from the camera. So That's let me a see if little green... better, but not really. Okay, fuck it. Let's see if green does it. <laughs> uh so far so good all right okay. that was weird all right so dear listeners we appreciate the hell out of you uh and i i'm gonna keep doing the live show and obviously today we're we're still on camera um but the uh you may have noticed uh if you were looking for the vod for the last episode i didn't upload a vod i uploaded the audio to odyssey.com because odyssey.com is a universal publishing platform based on library right um, so TLDR library is a peer to peer network backed by a blockchain to distribute files and videos, mostly videos, but files too. Um, and Odyssey is a client of this and they have their own servers where they just kind of drink up this peer to peer network and they become a centralized way to like use it. Right. That is way less laggy and way better. Right. Um, that's the idea, right? Like that, their website could go under, and all the videos would still be there because of the way they upload. So, um, but they're way less fun to watch off the site. But you could do it if you really wanted to. Um, so that's the TLDR, TLDR for Odyssey, right? So we we're uploading our vods there because fuck YouTube, I'm not doing that. Um, but people just don't seem interested in the vods. Uh, they're not really getting any views. Uh, but we still get a lot of audio downloads, like most proper podcasts, and. If you've been listening to my advice these last several episodes, you probably have a new podcast app from newpodcastapps.com where you can use something like Cash App to fund your wallet and send us Satoshis, um, which would be great. And I really hope you're doing that. Um, more on that later because uh, we got some boosts to read. Uh, but besides the point, um, what's it called? Um, I'm just, I just don't find value in the VODs. Um, for now, we're still recording with our cameras on, so we're making comments about our backgrounds. So sorry if that's annoying. Uh, but we are live. Um, and 
if you follow me on Shipposter Club or you join our Discord, you can get notified when we do go live. Um, but I actually, um, this is uh, this episode is going to be the the board meeting for the uh, the Melomancy podcast. Uh, so Vic and Rick, I actually want to talk to you about a little bit of podcast meta and maybe discuss the future um, rather All right, than well, let's be- read the things. Rather than behind closed doors, I wanted to you know just yes. kind of lay it out in this episode and its content. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So I guess the very first thing we need to do is read the things. Oh, the uh, boost can wait. The boost can wait. Oh, booster waiting? Okay. The boost can wait. Ah. Um, Suck it, other people. <laughs> Most podcasts, because right. um, I've been listening to some podcasts that adopt this model, value for value, right? And um, they do a variety of different things that work. Uh, one really popular model is where you read, like, the PayPal uh, fiat money donations first in, like, a third of the way through the show. And then towards the end, you do the boosts. Or you flip them. Uh, we don't accept right. fiat. We don't have a PayPal donation address. We only do Satoshis, which is fine. Um, it's it's less I mean, work. fiat's a shitty car company, right? Uh, not what I meant. <laughs> but yes, um, you you get it. So um, anyways, point is the boost can wait. We don't have to get those out of the way early. But, you know, as a reminder, you know, newpodcastapps.com, if you're listening uh, and you want to contribute to the conversation, just hit that fucking boost button and it'll be great. Uh, so uh, let, let's talk a little bit about um podcast but before uh, i air my grievances they're not really grievances uh vic or rick did you have anything to bring up about podcasting meta like this show the meta of the show oh of our show yeah. i mean i came prepared like, and you didn't i'm sorry but <laughs> <laughs> well like we've we've talked before about a few things like the video aspect of it mm-hmm. I mean, as it stands, I absolutely agree with the concept of just ditching the video. Like, obviously, I'm okay with doing, um, like, a live audience for the people who want to be here for the live Mm. audience. So, therefore, we'd have to have an acceptable solution for Mm. that. Uh, Because, Mm. like, right now, you know, Ice Loops is telling us that he wants to give us 10 grants. (laughs) More on that in a little bit. (laughs) But, yes. I wouldn't be able to see that happening in mid-progress if uh, we didn't have a live studio audience. Right, the uh, live studio audience is fun. That I don't think that should go away at all. Uh, Vic, what are your what are your thoughts on the Melomancy mm-hmm. podcast meta, or if you have any? Otherwise, I'll just move on to my point. <laughs> I don't know. I think honestly, I think the way we've been doing it is probably the best it's felt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if we should stop. I mean. I feel like if people were genuinely angry about us for referencing what's on our camera, but then they're watching the audio or listening to the audio on you, I guess, only I guess, um, we probably see a lot more complaints. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's that big a deal. It's probably not. Um, so let me let me tell you my observations, right? So um, a little bit of context, because uh, I don't even know if you guys fully grasped what I was doing before. And the audience obviously doesn't know. So previously, um, how the sandwich was made or sausage was made. Uh, we used mumble, right? We would get in the mumble room and I would hit record and we would have an audio track for every mic. Um, and then in post editing, I would align them, which sometimes they were not aligned. Like if you weren't making any noise when I hit the record button, your track was a few seconds delayed. And that was a nightmare of like Ugh. editing, right? <laughs> that sucked ass. Um, and so, but that's okay. Once they lined up, um, I started learning more and more about how audacity worked. And then I started getting a little bit more creative, like victim, you say, but a lot. And I say, um, a lot. And if you notice, uh, in like episodes, like 
20 through 30, right? Um, you don't hear that from us because I edit all the fucking words out. And it wasn't automatic. I just listened to the show at like 1.25 times speed. And I just like pause, stop, cut, move on, uh, silence the, the weird background noise. Because sometimes I won't be talking, but you can tell by the, the track of my microphone, like there's a little like wobbly bits where I'm not actually speaking. And I would just highlight and mute it. Um, <laughs> now that I've drawn attention to the fact that I say I'm a lot, you're, that's all you're going to hear. Um, but, um, but, um, point is, is I edit, I edited all that shit out and the result was way more crisp and it made us sound way fucking smarter. Uh, also like pauses between words and statements, uh, that were either natural or left behind by the deletion of the ands, ums, and buts, uh, were closed uh, by my editing. And then... What's it called? Um, see, I say it a lot. Now it's, it's tripped me up how much I say it. So the problem is, is that when we moved to the live stream format, I did no editing at all. We just we stayed quiet, did the intro right the first time, and then uh, we give our best effort at an outro, and the show is just the show. And I tell yeah. you what, uh, when I was doing it on Mumble, it took a whole week to record. I believe the release schedule was like we record one week, I release the next week because it takes me that many nights of my free time to edit and it was not sustainable. And I was the only one doing it. So this really helped me doing the video format. But I've been yeah. listening to our last few episodes and I'm really kind of sad at their quality. I, like the microphone sounds fine. Well, so long as Sarge isn't present. I And if you're listening, you, it, it's funny. <laughs> Hopefully he'll have better internet wherever he's going uh, when he it comes back to us. But um, my point is that one thing that's natural in the way we talk to each other is we'll have this like short little competition of competing thought where either someone will be saying something and you try to and you interrupt them. It's not rude. It's just natural conversation, right? Or maybe I'll interrupt somebody or somebody will interrupt me. Um, so what happens is on mumble, I would catch all of those like interferences and I would, I would listen. I'd be like, okay, who, who won and, and who went silent afterwards? And I would take their conflicting audio and I would just mute it. And it sounds like we never interrupt each other. <laughs> and it sounds so good. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause it's natural. I, I've, I've never interrupted you in my life. Yeah. As you're trying to interrupt us <laughs> and just failing. Yeah, pretty much. That's the point though. Like, um, it, it's it's subconscious like you don't really notice it until you're listening to the audio as a third party and it's like hey you interrupted him and then he never went back to his point and it feels really mean uh i'm not right I, we don't mean it we're not you know offending each other when we do this to but be, no be it's, fair, it's hard to oh <laughs> go ahead Yo, no you're, you go, you're good <laughs> i was gonna say to be fair though um i feel like most of the time when we get off topic i mean interruption does not help but I feel like we just that's just natural. We just right. do that naturally. And like natural tangents are like our talent. Like that's that's part of the charm yeah. of the show. Right. Right. I mean that's like ninety nine percent of my uh my claim to fame with Twitch, so God. <laughs> you you Dylan, you remember that one that I had you record offline for with just you and me? That was mm -hmm. probably one of the smoothest ones we've done. Right. Well, that was like but for school, right? It was. I'm just saying, like, we went into it like we were professionals, like we knew mm -hmm. what we were doing and everything. It was great. 
I, I mostly let you talk because it was your class. I'm I'm not in school. You are. Uh, so it, one of his classes gave him an assignment where it was like, hey, uh, make a podcast out of this topic and it and make it as professional as you Here. can. Well, that was my <laughs> option to do the podcast. So in my mm -hmm. professor's infinite wisdom, she said, be creative with your midterms. And so I famous said, last hey, words. I know a guy that does a podcast. Sometimes I appear on the podcast. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes has become often. <laughs> yeah, well, right. It, it, I've become the third voice uh, just pretty regularly instead of being the one of the background guys saying, hey, what about this topic? Hey, what about this topic? Yeah. I, I It's funny at this point. Uh, I don't know if Sarge will see this, but uh, I think uh, the real canon... <laughs> The real canon is uh, season oh, no. two is Rick. I, I yeah, like oh no, you know what happened? Brock Brock went home. <laughs> Brock went home, and we we upgraded. Well, you know what happened to Sarge is I've set him up for failure. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's corporate everything espionage. Yes, everything has proceeded according to my design. <laughs> King of the cantaloupes, right here. So today, you know. Again, let's bring it back. Welcome, everybody. So enough podcast meta for now. Uh, joined by Rick and Vic. I will want to close on this one statement um, about the future, though, um, before we move on. So I have been patiently waiting for TeamSpeak. What is it? Four? Five? The new one? Um, TeamSpeak 6. Whatever. <laughs> they go in intervals of three. I really want it because it seems to be our most viable option to Discord yet. Not not like we're going to leave Discord, not until it fucking burns. Uh, but, like, that could happen at any moment. Like, as soon as they go public and get bought out by Tencent, you know what's going downhill. You know what's, like, you know they're in trouble when they keep ripping off features from competitors. Like, oh, my goodness. Uh, right. The, the, the Discord for Ubik, which is the, the, the blockchain that, that Ten Grands is on, uh, they have a forum feature. And I'm like, where'd you get that? It must be a, a donor perk thing for having a tier three server with the with the freaking boost. I think that might be one of the. Uh, I could be wrong on this. Someone can correct me, but I think that's one of the features you get as being one of their like recognized or partnered servers or whatever. Yeah, they ripped that right out of that one. What was that other competitor? The the yellow one. Gilded. I don't know. Gilded. Oh. Yeah, the one that <laughs> got bought out by Roblox. Yeah, <laughs> they ripped that. And same with calendars and events. They ripped those right off from. From fucking gilded, so you know they're in trouble every time they they fucking rip off other people's ideas. Um, yeah, you know they got to well, pay and, back all that venture like, capital money. There's no way they make a profit. Go, sorry, Rick. Yeah. I interrupted you again. See, meta. Ah, no, oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> well, like not everybody, like the three of us get to see it, but not everybody, you know, in discords get to see the uh, whatever their staff channel is, where right. Discord pumps out system messages pretty fucking regularly now. Yeah. I hate it. I hate make it. it stop. Uh, well, we could make it stop, but I also want to see what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I shouldn't say I hate the feature. I just hate. It's like it's, it's like every month or two for like yeah. two for the last year. So our our staff been... channel, uh, our locked yeah. away staff channel on Discord, has just become a peanut gallery of like, oh my god, look what the system message said this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> the fuck and is their problem? So, <laughs> well, and that is a big deal though. Like when you see it, because when you see a new feature roll out, you're like, oh. Like, a lot of this is, reminds me of when Twitter was first looking to sell. Mm -hmm. uh, well, not first looking, but 
in the last year or so where they're like, let's roll out paid features. I don't know if anybody remembers the attempt at paid Twitter, Twitter Blue. Yeah. I don't know if it went through or not. Oh, it's there. Like, it's in the okay. menu. I don't. I see it. I, think I don't the, use Twitter, so. I think the yeah. only way you can see it pushed to you, I could be wrong on this. Someone can correct me. I guess I, I don't use Twitter on my phone, but I think it's Twitter on your phone. It gets I pushed see. to you a lot more. There's still super follows, but very few people have those. But, right, but, like, that's a... It, still stupid. But. It's a thing that they did because they were trying to sell because their venture capital money was gone and they needed to prove that and then you know the whole fiasco with elon that uh, Mm -hmm. anybody who cares is already up to date on discord's doing a lot of that right now they're doing this you know what we need we need these features we need those features and yeah so i'm unsure speaking of features let me finish my thought so I am patiently waiting for TeamSpeak uh, because I want to host a server to be our little lifeboat when Discord eventually sells out to some awful company. You know, maybe it will be Tencent. Maybe it will be uh, Activision. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be awful. Um, So that will will come to pass someday. And they seem to have a really complete feature set. But I'm at a point where it's like, I really want to edit the show again, but not to the crippling detail that I did before. Like I would settle for getting the intro right, getting the outro right, maybe making a cut or two and resolving all of the overlapping audio conflicts because those bother the shit out of me when I'm listening to old stuff. Like if I could just do that, but leave all the ands, buts and ums in and let the natural pace of the dialogue play out. Like you're watching the live stream. I think people will like that because I think live podcasts have sort of like relaxed people's like perception of professionality in a podcast you kind of expect ands, ums, buts, and a natural progression of speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all the like you only ever see highly edited audio in like corpo podcasts, like the ones that are like Spotify exclusive and shit, or like they're oh, reading a book that? to you. Yeah, I was gonna say there's one iHeartRadio has turned into like Disney of podcasts. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, like every podcast, like not every podcast, but there are good five podcasts i used to listen to that got bought up by them and they have like literal ad breaks that are just like company pitching ads like not nestle they're not that tone deaf that they'd have nestle but i've had like legitimate like budweiser commercials in my podcast before Mm -hmm. yeah that's funny i I remember uh there is this guy on twitter uh and he had like a podcast i think it was about sobriety and wild turkey advertised on their show um so God. Wild Turkey is a is a whiskey company. Yeah. And their show it's... is about sobriety and overcoming alcoholism. <laughs> and Wild Turkey wow. is pretty infamous for being like not bottom barrel, but like when you're buying steel reserves, that's the whiskey you buy on like holidays. That's uh... your wild turkey to, like it it's that like explains the, the upper shelf of the bottom barrel. Yeah, it is mid, <laughs> as they yeah. say. <laughs> it's funny too. You bring up um, Discord and Tencent because mm-hmm. thinking about it, uh, Tower of Fantasy, which I don't, I, I, I don't know who their owner or who their parent company. You know is. what? They're on the agenda. I'm going to look it up. But yeah. uh, but they are a Chinese co- company. Um, and the funny thing is, they just did a giveaway where they gave literally every single person playing the game right now free Discord Nitro, and it's a 90 day expiry date on their like offer it's only for a month but the the offer will stay for 90 days 
So pretty much anyone who plays Tower of Fantasy within the next 90 days is going to get free month of Discord Nitro. I found the publisher. It was a perfect world. Oh, okay. Makes a lot of sense, so, actually. <laughs> much better. Is Perfect World Chinese? I thought they were Korean. Uh, maybe. The only RPG that they've made that I'm familiar with is that one V-Dog used to play a lot. Yeah, that It's like a modern they, day, like, but like... Uh, Secret World. Yeah. Like Secret World, yeah. They also had an MMO called Perfect World, funny enough. That's where they got their start. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, it was like a couples MMO. It was weird. Mm. It, it played a lot it, it like statistically like the way you were did your stats played like maple story but it was a 3d mmo like world of warcraft at the time and like your mount in the game was uh in your I'm party right? you could pick you know you, <laughs> not quite you, you could you could pick up your uh people in your party and you huh. would just run with them in your hands that's weird and if it was male and male to female they would have like this really romantic like holding animation this, it was 110 percent meant for fucking couples th- th- this sounds like the uh put up for adoption child of fucking world of warcraft and imvu yeah. <laughs> i'm just and picturing for the, record, like, the only reason i even know this uh, is because i played it with my girlfriend at the time nice so. <laughs> all right let's talk about something that isn't podcast meta uh so let's talk about tower of fantasy actually so yeah. it's a it's a new game. I I think I saw Symbolite playing it, um, oh, oh. which made me immediately excited because it's like, oh my god, an MMO I could play with Symbo. Like, uh, is he playing? He hasn't mentioned it. If he he replied to your posts. It sounded like he knew what he was talking about. I was I figured he was playing oh, it. What, what, what he was playing was uh, he he plays another gotcha game on his phone. That, yes, uh, oh. separate from everything. Okay. He he was just making reference to, to the rates. Because I was t- I was talking to him about it. Yeah, he would know. He but, uh, yeah, I know what game you're talking about, and he has not spent a dime. But I think he's played it for like six years or something like that. He's, he's played it since it. He is one of thing. the most hated people on the fucking subreddit for that game because of how unrealistically lucky he's gotten without spending right. a single fucking dollar. Free well, to play, the by the way. Of it, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the beauty of it is is that's where literally all of Symbol Light's luck is. If he like, <laughs> yeah, really, the rest of like he, that man, if he was a gambler, would be broke. No, more than broke. He, well, right. The mob would have taken his legs years ago. He, he wouldn't be allowed to own socks. Well, yeah. Why would you own socks if you had no legs? No, no. Like, like he'd buy a pair of socks and they get <laughs> repoed. <laughs> Fuck. So tell me more but about yeah. Tower Fantasy, victim. So, I mean, it's hard to talk about. Right, without like I guess addressing the elephant. Um, I guess anyone that's heard of it, uh, it's been called the Genshin like, um, which I fucking hate that. I hate that so much. Um, regardless of the quality of the game or whatever, it it just isn't. It's a weird statement. It really is like because Genshin is Breath of the Wild like, which is yeah, and uh, Breath of the Wild is like like a ton of other open world games. It's just open it's world two point oh. Its own. I was gonna say Breath of the Wild is very much its own open world it, it I mean, it, it's good world. and it is redefining but i mean it redefined open worlds are like they, they but, like, it, but it's still it. but it's still got a lot of things in common with other things it's very clear that it isn't i, I mean, mean nothing in this world is 100 percent original i guess the right? only real thing but. that it ripped off was the towers and that's from ubisoft yeah um but other than that like no i can't think of any well, other I guess it, world games that are like yeah you know what you woke up, and that's the end of the real story. After that, anything else is just side content. You yeah, can I, fight the boss if you want. I will admit, it, it doesn't really steal from a lot of open world, but it, it does steal from a little bit. Like, uh, the combat overhaul that they did with the game mirrors a lot of action RPGs that were out at the time, um, like Dark Souls and so on. 
Its um, combat is very reminiscent of Wind Waker. That was the first one. It had. It definitely game or other weapons. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there, but either way, point. What I'm getting at is, it doesn't really matter that it take took from Genshin or Genshin took from Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Wild from wherever, because uh, it's just that's just the, the progress of things, right? That's just how shit goes. Although I guess the game did have some plagiarism issues, like some genuine like fuck ups over the years, and that's why they're not very popular in China anymore. That's why they had to come to the West. Who's not popular <laughs> in China anymore? Who are we talking about? Yeah, Tower of Fantasy. Just it just came it, out. Well, no, it's been out, I think for about a year in China first. Oh, oh. yeah. So it, uh, I think it's just a flop there. Uh, the, the the Chinese uh, group or uh, community rather calls it uh, Tower of Theft. That's what it was. Tower of Cause Theft. Because in Chinese, it sounds really close to the Chinese phrasing for Tower of Fantasy. I guess so. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, the, the game, the substance of the game is is interesting. It's it's kind of janky, but I feel like all modern mmo launches are like that like mm-hmm. servers aren't the greatest uh they at least work you can log into the game and fucking play it um that, that's more to say than most world of warcraft expansion launches so it's fair um <laughs> but yeah i mean i think on in terms of like gameplay solid it's an action mmo you swap weapons instead of swapping characters so your main character is actually useful you, you don't need to fucking play whatever gotcha character you pulled um, which is cool. Uh, character customization is like BDO light. Like you can kind of fuck with the mesh of the face, but then the rest of it's just like picking parts. So, mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. It's pretty in depth. It's it's nice. I'm trying to think of like anything like outward before I start talking about like the bad. Um, it looks pretty. I don't know. It runs on I, a phone. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a game that honestly, if, if you don't really give a shit about like the overarching like like story content i guess you'll probably enjoy it it's fun it's an it's entertaining and it's actually relatively filled out it doesn't feel like you know average your average open world launch where like there's nothing to fucking do um there's something to do around almost every corner so that's nice Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean uh i guess the the elephant the next elephant in the room is a it's a gotcha game yeah. Well, right. It's and a that's a game with PvP. When I say that, that's that's several red flags. I was gonna say, what are we gonna do? Uh, you know, immortals here, where you just like, and I've bought my way to the top. Now there's no one Thank- to fight. Thankfully, if we were to compare it to immortals, this thing is like the greatest game on the planet. So uh, thankfully, it's not anywhere close to that bad. The bar is pretty um, low for immortals that's true and that's kind of what i'm getting at is like the only real advantage you have in pvp when it comes to the gotcha is whether or not you have the thing or not so like you know in genshin with the constellations and shit mm-hmm. um could you imagine you're just, PvP you're, you're just genshin, given like, that for free getting just rolled by whales all the time That'd be yeah so sad. i mean Hilarious. it's what would happen yeah it's yeah. what will inevitably happen in this game too whether it happens the first week or not that no, doesn't matter because like in the first week everybody's getting a lot of rolls. Like it's yeah, it's how gotcha games work. You know, it's a tried and true thing. It's like the first two months maybe, or the first two weeks more likely, you're just gonna be rolling constantly. Like, like I mean, how, why would I ever spend a dollar? They're giving me everything for free. And yeah. then after the spigot dries up though, and then the next banner comes around or whatever. And suddenly you don't have top shit anymore. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was getting at though. Is uh, the PvP is surprisingly well uh, well handled. They um, 
it basically, if you have the character, it's a weapon. You basically are rolling for weapons. They come attached to characters, but they're more like skins. Um, but when you go into PvP with that weapon, it's automatically scaled all the way to the top. You you get everything that you would wail out for. Which is, that's pretty nice. Um, if it wasn't laggy as shit, it might be better, but that's uh that's Oh, it's probably coming over from China. Mm-hmm. Like, you're playing yeah, nice they, there's, servers. They're still using a, an Asian payment service called Midas Buy? Midas Pay? Something like that. Oh, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. No, yeah. uh, it, it's not too sketchy. The other bigger games use it too, like PUBG and so on. So it's, it's not... Known for it, it's known yes. It sucks. Because isn't PUBG there's not a lot the, of the game where we 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 encountered the the China number one meme? Like that's hilarious. Yes, that yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. Yeah. China number one. But anyways, <laughs> I guess I, I it's hard it's hard to come at that. I mean, uh, another issue is they time gate the living shit out of the game. The level mm-hmm. the the level cap is being released by three levels each day. Um, when you make a character, I think it's the story content is gated. It's not very good. The story is pretty bad it's your average of a most story just with bad dubbing like bdo <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah pretty much except i i wouldn't even argue that there's like i, I think bdo had really good lore it's just mm-hmm. it didn't didn't do much with it unfortunately presentation was just uh, like awful. yeah also and, like, but this game i don't even think has that really it's difficult for me to take the story in mmos seriously because i've played like post-launch guild yeah. wars 2 they, yeah. they really figured that shit out. <laughs> well, Guild Wars 2, at the very least, was was gunning it for that, though. That was Guild right. Wars 2's, like, like we're going to make an MMO, but we're going to focus on the RPG side of it. Yeah, they I mean, did a good job. Launch was with... a bit rough. Like, it was it was the second yeah. expansion and the stuff that came right before the second expansion that really made the story really good. Yeah. yeah. Guild Wars also went out of their way, like, because they learned their lesson after the the game itself. The per like, the launch game is that you can't really have a chosen one story in MMO. MMO. Mm-hmm. Like you can have it for the single player side content, sure, but yeah. like for the main, like especially like once we started working with uh, the first expansion, on like after that first expansion, like the map, like no, it's the conquest mode. Basically, you're just mm-hmm. one body in an army. Yeah, World of Warcraft had that issue a lot. They would go from like you being like the fucking hero of the land to all of a sudden you're just a fucking nobody in the army. They were really wishy-washy on where the fuck you were. Mm-hmm. Guild Wars so. did it, it like you had your story and then you had your map story, like where you're yeah. sieging, mm-hmm. you know, and killing the dragon or whatever, right? And then you're just part of the body there. And that like, and I appreciate that because like that's what killed my interest in the story. And the story was a huge part of. Uh, old republic but that's what killed it for me it's like if you're playing on the dark side or the imperials whatever you want to call it and you're playing the assassin you kill the chancellor only one of you can kill the chancellor (laughs) that's how like there's only one chancellor so you just run into hey i killed the chancellor yeah i killed the chancellor last week it's just the worst position to have ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. Uh, back when I did play Guild Wars 2, I would walk around a train doing map stuff, and like everyone looks like the main character. And according to the story, they are. And they all look yes. cooler than me. <laughs> well, 
I yep. mean, maybe you should have uh, gotten some lucky rolls and gotten a lot of gold, Bill. You I, know, I, like me. I just I, I played a lot of Legend of Dragoon <laughs> when I was young, and it feels wrong to do anything but wear red armor. Though I do have a set of gold and black armor because that gold's my favorite color. Uh, but like, as a warrior, I feel obligated to wear red breastplate. Like, it, it, them them's the rules. I played Legend of Dragoon when I was young. It's it cannot be undone. I cannot unring the bell. Yeah. <laughs> you know that, that brings up a good point. Um, I don't. I don't want to like dive too deep into this because it, we would be here for hours. But um, I feel like uniqueness and customization in MMOs usually is really in depth only when it comes to character creation. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's fucking the. It's it's just average. It's like well, you're gonna get your gear. You're gonna equip it. Like look at BDO. BDO is a great example. Amazing prolific fucking character creator that to this day people still use just for fucking making D&D characters or some shit, right? Uh-huh. But then the armor is static, and unless you buy a skin, yeah, that's pretty much all you're getting. Right. They've, yeah, BDO had a problem with it. One of the things that I would like them to do in MMOs, and you'd have to deal with the timing of the issue, timing of it, so making these look good, are animations. Allowing you to customize animations. I know that... Uh, uh, what was it? There was old school two D MMOs used to do that, but yeah, fantasy. But it's Star, easier for them. I was gonna say, I think Fantasy Star, uh, the new one, uh, allowed you to do that, or like uh, yeah, a I think they style a little bit. I don't think it was for every weapon, but I think some of the weapons had fighting styles. They also allowed you to change your voice uh, a mm-hmm. lot too, or be a silent protagonist, as God intended. Fuck, I hit. You know, in my single-player RPGs, I Vocal cords are a device of the devil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in single-player RPGs, I'm pretty okay with my characters having voices unless they Ubisoft it up where they need to solve all the puzzles for me and be like, man, I bet that tree branch would be a great place to scout the area. No shit. Just like the other 47 that we've done for the map? Yeah. I I just, I I have like a fucking hard-on for games that do not have a silent protagonist like i i hate that so much like i swear yeah (laughs) oh i was gonna say some of them deus ex deus ex does it well Mm -hmm. it matters a lot who the protagonist is you know gerald in the witcher he's an excellent non-silent protagonist there are definitely other games where like Mm -hmm. i wish my protagonist would shut the fuck up yeah like what bothered me the most about um astral chain which is a, an action RPG made by Platinum for the Switch exclusively, by the way, if you've forgotten. <laughs> um, sorry, it. it's Platinum. so good. Yeah, Platinum Games, right? It was the the next game they made after Nier Automata. It was supposed to be a great game. It was a great game, but the main character doesn't fucking talk. But you're a twin, and you get to pick which twin you want to play as. And the one you don't play as has a speaking role. It's literally the Genshin Impact issue. It's like, oh my god, like... The twin talks. My twin doesn't. And if I play the game a second time and I pick the other character, you have a different fucking voice actor and you have a slightly different role. It's like, yep. why? Why? Please. But whereas, you know, Scarlet Nexus, on the other hand, which is not an action RPG, it's just an RPG, plays like Kingdom Hearts. It's made by Namco Bandai. Uh, they had two protagonists and they both speak. And in fact, the first like half, three fourths even of the plot is unique to your choice of character. The party's different. The things they do are different. They just interweave, right? And that game's 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, and full circle, uh, Tower of Fantasy, your main character, even though you have like a, like a guide character, 
they hardly talk. It's your character that talks. Doesn't matter if the story's shit or not. That's still really that's that's worth praising. So, game that I very recently played that bothered the hell out of me by making my protagonist nearly silent was uh, Three Houses. Hmm. Oh, you've been playing it lately. What do you think of it? Oh, I think it's a great uh, game overall. Um, it does suffer a bit from the branching storyline issue. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was uh, trying not to spoil it for you, Rick, but I could I could see it coming. <laughs> well, I mean, there are four, technically five storylines if you've got the DLC. Yep. Uh, but the fifth storyline is just like a middle of school year extra storyline. The beach um, episode, as it were. No, no, it's the hell episode. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the literal rejects of society that you yeah, play the, with. They're, they're basically criminals that are or being... Just, held by the church and some of the, yeah. the cr only criminal thing is like oh i get really emotional if sunlight touches me which is just the worst superpower yeah <laughs> but the but besides that no like the problem that i have with it is all three i i want to call them secondary protagonists because they're not really like you're the protagonist, obviously. Right. But all three of the secondary protagonists who actually move the story forward, they're all the good guy in their own like plot. And if you choose to side with them, they save the world. Um, through a lot of them through murder, <laughs> but saving the world nonetheless. And you like so fundamentally, you've got. Uh, you've got Empress Chick. Her her problem is she's fighting this unseen evil s secret society behind the lines. That is her goal. After she murders, I forget the, the acronym, but we we the the community coined their their name and acronym because it's so long. Yes, for some it's fucking a full reason. ass fucking phrase. It's a light novel them. title. Yeah, um, but the <laughs> but the problem there is like. In her infinite wisdom, she's like, the first thing that I've got to deal with is the church. Keep in mind, these are all teenagers making these decisions. Mm -hmm. And then there's a five-year time skip where they're adults, but they've been fighting war that whole time. So really, they've just turned into worse people that whole time. So, so wait, real <laughs> quick, real quick. Have you beaten at least one of the routes yet, Rick? Oh, yeah. I, I finished with Edelgard. Okay. How spoilery do we want to go here? Cause I, I, oh, that's I, a good I, point. Well, the game's been out for over two years, I think. I feel point. like at this point you would have played it. If not, if, I mean, you've, you're, here's Dylan, your warning, you I guess. Here, more so, specifically, Dylan, do you care if I spoil this for you? I don't care if you spoil it for me, uh, because as interesting as that game is, uh, all of my free time is being sucked up by Xenoblade Chronicles 3. More about that in a few. Yes, um, sir. Um, live so, studio audience, do you care if I spoil this game for you? You have about 10 seconds to respond. <laughs> and then or 10 seconds on. to mute. Well, yes. <laughs> They'll be fine. Mute. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they don't care. I'm just giving them an option. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, okay, so, uh, so Ice uh, Loops has said no. He's spoken for the world. He, so okay. he represents the audience today. Thank you, Ice Loops. So, I, I think the, the thing I want to <laughs> start off on with that is Edelgard, I, I, the way I saw it, is she made for a way better antagonist than a protagonist. The problem is, is all three of them, oh, okay, two of them, Claude is doing whatever the fuck Claude does. Claude is literally the... If, if we were to boil this down to, like, D&D &D shit, like, we we like... Uh, he's like the Claude, fucking bard. He, he's, the, he's the chaotic <laughs> neutral bard. Yeah. He, like, he fits... Like, <laughs> he's got his own thing he wants to do. He doesn't really give yeah. a shit how he gets there. He just wants to do it. Yeah, exactly. Claude is... 
in a lot of ways, he's the shopkeeper. He only reacts to whatever the other people do. Yeah. Um, the only time he takes any active, pro, like proactive uh, action is if you happen to side with him because they need things for your characters to do because it would be awful if all you did was just play defensive battles and yeah. inevitably lose because the story has to move forward. In, in all fairness, I will say, they at least handle that pretty well lore-wise in that he is literally a part of like a coalition of like merchants and wealthy yeah, influential yeah. people. They've so taken... it's like they kind of have this like mentality of siding with who's got the most power going. Right. So it's not too far-fetched. Well, right, but... and as soon as Edelgard starts taking territory, half his kingdom's like, oh, well, time to side with her instead. Yep. Um, Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops, all traitors. Uh, Oops, murder. (laughs) So, but also Edelgard makes, Edelgard's the only one who has a, like, I've seen a lot of people say Dimitri's story is great and all that. His story's fine. Honestly, my issue with Dimitri's story is that uh, it's very shown in protagonists. Like, oh, murder is bad. You you think? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Revenge is bad. Okay. One of the issues with, I think, like the contrast between Black Eagles and Blue Lions too is that Elgar wants basically the same thing that he does. It's just that instead of abolishing nobility, he wants to make nobility like actually responsible. She wants to just be gone. But there's there's a very clear middle ground they could have saw to if she just let him know what she was doing. Well, a lot of it was that nobody was talking to each other because all exactly. three of the There's house no communication. would have worked together if they'd been like, if Edelgard had been like, okay, so here's the real thing. Rhea, the, the Pope, is evil, and she's been controlling the world this whole time. And, you know, for thousands of years she's been alive, and she's been controlling the world. And well, in all fairness, if she wasn't, Nemesis would have been. But Fair, but the point being is you're she's picking gone, picking your evil at that point. Right, but. she's gone. <laughs> essentially, she's been ruling for so long. She believes that she's the only person who can rule. And she basically side, believes that she's the Pope Messiah. And, yeah, yeah. Well, when you side with Edelgard, the way she immediately starts treating uh, Blythe really sets the tone for like. Because I was kind of conflicted. Oh yeah, she goes full her. dragon mode and just like starts right. committing almost right. genocide on her own people. Right. As, well, I was back and forth between going with, like, did I want to decide with Ray or did I want to decide with Edelgard first? Because I'm going to go back and do both, right? But as soon as, like, I felt no sympathy for siding with Ray, like, or for Rhea, as soon as I sided with her, she's like, you're a fucking wasted trash. Like, oh, shit. She went, she didn't go from, I'm disappointed to, in you. She went from, I'm going to kill you now and I'm going to call you the worst things that I can think of. Man, poor Sothis, though. Fuck. That's the real that's the real tragedy. Well, Sothis is the god that lives inside of you. Um yeah, yeah, is, yeah. yeah. who it, basically functionally dies by picking yeah, that route. Yeah, but... yeah. Well, she dies in every route, basically. because uh, you well, you absorb her. I mean she become you and her become a She comes a bit of a spoiler, but she does come back in I I think at least in the Blue Lions playthrough. She doesn't like Full can get consumed or some shit. Right. Well, she's she makes words at you periodically while you're passed out, but I don't recall any like big significant things happening with her. I, I, I think it's in Claude's playthrough that she actually dies, dies. Right? Because yeah, I think in the I think weirdly in Claude in the gold like the golden uh, 
uh, deer route, you actually kill the church. <laughs> I think it's that's oh, the dear. One. Well, well, I mean, kind of. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like a weird mix between the bullshit that's happening in behind the scenes and that. Yeah, uh, but they don't do any. Ex- the biggest problems when they. It's just up, exposition at the end of the game. It's a text yeah. wall that they hit you with. That's the part that I fucking hated. That they don't do a good job. Like you have to play through all four paths because there yeah. are four paths um, to get the full story, but the story will forever be incomplete if you choose anything other than Edelgard because she's the only one that actually solves the problem. I just hate that it's an after credits sequence that they didn't even bother showing you. Oh yeah, because they're just I, like, I, the, the oh, DLC by the way, we killed all the bad guys. The end. Yeah, it, it literally, it, that, that's literally what it is. It's like a couple pages long, so it's at least a decent read, but it's pretty much we outed them after taking over and they died. The but they're, they're established characters. These, these big, big bad evil guys are established characters. They're pretty much the main antagonists. Yeah, but you yet only get they, to fight they, them like twice. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, the DLC does make it a little better. Um, right. You need to learn who the Dark Knight is and, and so on and so on, but like it, it just... It was never fully complete, and I don't know why they bothered adding a, uh, a fourth class when they should have just added a fucking prologue or an epilogue. Sorry, I, I also thought it would have been cool if they added a, like a fifth route that was you unite the classes. I think there that would have been really a, there should have been a new game plus one where you walked in with previous knowledge, like your character, yeah. like because Sothis. So Dylan, you are the embodiment of the god of time and space. Yet you can't solve this problem by going back in time for some reason. Oh, Even though well, going back in time is your solution to everything. To be fair, at this game. point in the story, she's like lost all of her like god powers. Fair, but like that's why she's living in our head. But yeah, nonetheless, my well, I thought it was the whole blood transfusion bullshit. It's uh, a bit of both, but yeah. But my point with this is like the obvious: the Chinkov's gun option is at the end of the game uh because they did this with awakening uh the one yeah. where we get crom and robin from uh robin who is hands down best protagonist both in gameplay and uh actual brain power in all of the fire emblem games come at me nerds um who solves the problem by being like you know what i'm not going to side with the big bad guy but you can that's the beauty of the game. You can be like, no, I'm going to side with the big bad guy and then repeat the cycle again. Because that's what happened. That's what happens with Robin. Robin's an amnesiac because he's from a, di- he, she is from a different timeline and reality where they were, they turned traitor because they've got a order 66 bug in their head and they couldn't uh, stop themselves. Where have we yeah. heard that before? So important question for you, Rick, about yes. Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, who's best girl? Oh, that would be Shamir, or as I like to call her, Shamami. Is that the is that yeah. the the goth like like teacher lady? Um, she is an adult for starters. Oh, um, but uh, I don't know if I call her a teacher. I don't think there are any goth she's, teachers. So she's, the church uh, employs mercenaries. Yes, as part she's of a mercenary its... from yeah, and she has a yeah she has an alternate outfit. Uh, I think it's from the Ash of Wolves. Uh, which is the DLC thing. I forget the actual name of the DLC, but mm. there's a fourth house, which is called the Ash of Wolves. And I think she's got a very nice ninja outfit that is uh, very nice. Yeah. 
She's, she's basically the uh, the Dex fighter character. Very cool. Yeah, but I, I don't remember if not it, annoying. Ah, I see. <laughs> so I haven't played this game, but uh, and I don't remember if it's still the profile picture. But I have a Fire Emblem bot on the Fediverse, and I held it to a vote because uh, it had a lot of followers. It still does. And so I, I just posted as the bot, and I was like, I had a poll. I'm like, who do you want? Because Fire Emblem Three Houses came out. I'm like, who's gonna be the profile picture? And uh, Shamir is the one that won. And so. Oh, good. I don't know okay. if it's still the profile picture, but a picture of Shamir is the profile picture for that plot. Last I think Mercedes well, is still my favorite. There are a lot of... So one of the things that they manage to do, there are a few annoying characters, but with the time skip, they actually get a chance to fix the annoying characters. Mm. So like they've got their annoying high school personas, basically, and then they grow up through, you know, five years of blood and torment. Uh, be not dying over five years of active warfare. Therefore, they've killed a lot of people and grew up. Mm -hmm. And uh, So, yeah, all the ones that I was just like, man, these are so fucking annoying. Mm -hmm. Actually turned out to be pretty decent characters when I got to the time skip. I will say uh, the real best girl, though, is Dimitri. <laughs> there is something... I The ending I patch or not I patch? Uh, I patch makes him look more badass. Yeah. But if if you if you romance him as female Byleth, in the the final sequence looks so fucking good. One of the things uh, I have, I, to I, give... you should look it up. If you guys don't care about the game, just look it up. One look up female things... Byleth, uh, uh, Blue, Blue Lions ending. I have to give female uh, Byleth though. One thing I have to give her is she if she had voice lines. She, well, I mean, she's got a few handful of like throwaway voice lines, but they're not real voice lines. If she had voice lines in the story, she could be best girl. Because, yeah. uh, like, you go to the character creator, Dylan. And, I mean, it's not really a character creator. Yeah. It's, do you want to be uh, this this male Violet or this female Violet? And you look at the male Violet, you're like, he's pretty anime protagonisty. And you look at female Violet, and you're like, oh, she's hot as shit. Of course I'm picking her. Right. She's also canon. Yes, she is on the box art for um, uh, Three Hopes. Uh, yeah. Well, in Three Hopes, you, you play as an entirely separate character. You do. And but she's the only Violet that exists? Yeah. Well, no, you get to pick uh, male or female with her. Do you? Yes, you do, but she's on the box art, and male uh, oh. says... I, I was think. told you couldn't, but I wonder if that's just someone who didn't know. No, you can. I've got Three Hopes as well. Cause... I just oh, like I her uh, I like her leggings. <laughs> oh, yeah, her yeah. leggings are great. Oh, oh she's... She gets to wear a dance, like, because uh, I got the season pass because uh, everything's out for three houses now. So I was like, eh, why not? Fuel so Byleth is also the only character that can romance, like, everyone almost. Hmm. You don't romance them technically. Well, okay, some characters you don't, yeah. Yeah. A lot of characters, it, they leave it very ambiguous that you're just with close friendships with uh, the female characters because Japan's not exactly cool with women on women acting. Except with Edelgar. <laughs> Well, why but not? That's all. That that's that whole stick, though, is that she wants to give the, the people the power, so she doesn't give a fuck about any of the like, the, their like uh, preconceived notions. So mm -hmm. she can bang all the women she wants. She don't give a shit. Edelgard, Edelgard, really, if she didn't, so the big issue that they point like why Byleth is so important for every character, like what each of the three characters, Dimitri, Claude, and uh, Edelgard, is essentially Byleth saves them from being stupid like because hmm. they just so dimitri goes on this like vengeance war path and if 
Byleth isn't there to be calm him down. He just continues on it until he reaches his inevitable end, because of course he does. Vengeance and revenge and warpath only has one ending for yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cla- Claude kind of ends up okay even without Byleth. That, that, that's kind he doesn't. Of he doesn't get to do the thing he wanted to do. Basically, find his. He's an adopted kid. Yeah, and he wants to basically find the truth about his family, and he never yeah. ever gets to figure that out. So he has a bit of bittersweet ending in some capacity, but he doesn't die or have any major issues. I mean, you can kill him if you want to, but uh, I guess. Eh. But well, it man. serves no narrative purpose to kill him. He, one he literally has a death line, and then you forget about it for the rest of the story. Oh wow! And then if you so. don't kill him, he has an after battle scene where he says, "Yeah, I'm out of here. See you, nerds." Yeah, he just dips. <laughs> yeah, he's like, same, "I'm going." Same outcome. Yeah, literal same outcome. Wow. The, the uh, no difference. Some characters are, are, are outcomes for the for the record. It's not it, it's yes. it's not like it, every character is that way. But Claude just didn't really serve. If you don't if you don't pick him, he really doesn't serve much narrative purpose. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he's there just to have somebody to fight, a named character to fight. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I don't like about Three Houses at the end of the day is because they don't have a united storyline, a fifth storyline. Um, you can't. There's no canonical ending. Yeah, there, there, there is, ultimately is not much of a payoff to beating the game. Great game. I still yeah. think people should play it. We we sound like we're talking shit. Genuinely, still a great game. No, it's it just, has, it has the horrible ending syndrome. Yes, it does. But instead of being uh, the wheel of endings, it's mm-hmm. you pick this ending like. 14 hours ago man i hope you like it yeah <laughs> that's funny so i'll tell you about a game you should play yeah <laughs> xenoblade 3 yeah i want to talk right? i want to talk about uh, yeah 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 tell us about so, uh, so victim the I, head I have prepared spoiler free second impressions i'm wondering okay. if you would sanction that i spoil chapter one i, I you could say no you can say no it's okay uh what, what does that entail what does that entail well, do you want like, to go what in kind of spoilers complete, we, we I mean, chapter one doesn't have a whole lot of... It's a long fucking game, okay? However, Fair, um, yeah. one thing that you should know is I think there are fewer chapters in total than there were in two. So, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had ten chapters. One of them, chapter four, was very filler, um, specifically, right? Whereas Xenoblade Chronicles 3 does not have filler and is overwhelming with things to do um, that are all meaningful and are worth doing. Um, there is no filler chapters uh like you were have with xenoblade 2 and arguably one but i didn't really remember much of one um so so the i'll ben- say if it's I, fair if i spoil no, chapter one um you won't go in completely blind and unaware and that kind of is fun but i'm not going to tell you enough to spoil anything okay no i, I think that's fine but i also want to make uh a, a mention right now I also have another impression of the game uh, that's a much further down the line impression that I want to talk about afterwards. Okay. so No spoilers. I've been spoiling anything. Okay, cool. So it, with your blessing, I'd like to spoil chapter one so I can talk a little bit more about the game. Yeah, it shows it. Okay, so I have for the audience today second impressions of Xenoblade Chronicles 3. So obviously I talked about it last time. I had just gotten the game. I had just played through. I think I started chapter two last time I talked about it. I am now in chapter five. I think... There are eight chapters. I'm not sure. Um, I think there's only eight. So I'm more than halfway through the game. Um, so 
I really like it. I think it's great. Everyone should play it. Uh, I'll just get that out of the way. <laughs> so, um, and I feel very like vindicated uh, as well because like I mentioned in my my previous uh, statements, uh, my first impressions that uh, the world is not as you leave it in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, and anyone who's played Xenoblade Chronicles Two or One or both uh, and it runs into this is gonna have their like alarms are going off in their head like what the fuck happened how did things get this way right this doesn't make sense and if you are just going in blind to xenolite chronicles 3 you haven't played the other two games you may not care about that i mean you might think it's weird right but it's not as weird as it would be if you actually had played the other game and were familiar with their rules their lore because it's all still applies right all that shit still happened but like so let me spoil chapter one now uh, just to set the scene. And uh, my, my reason for spoiling chapter one is I want to confirm that it took five long chapters, but I finally got a little bit of explanation. But along the journey, I got so interested in the characters and the world they were currently living in that I stopped caring about my questions at the beginning. But okay. I'll tell you what happens in chapter one so you can have these questions as well. And then that might make you wonder how the hell do you resolve that? <laughs> so... Obviously, at the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you see the Titans clash into some landmass, right? Merging with the land and making new land for everyone to live in, right? We don't Yay. know how far in the future Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is. I can guess now that I'm in Chapter 5, but I'm not going to tell you. Um, but it's sometime in the future. And you get to play as child soldiers. Not just child soldiers. Everybody's like, favorite soldiers. They're the only Yay. people as well. There are no oh, other okay, people, so and there are no towns. The only the only people are child soldiers that are grown in tubes. Lord of the Flies, yes. It's very strange, and so Anime. you start with you know main character man who, and I, I saw you I saw you type it in the chat, Rick, about how Rex's voices wasn't good in the beginning, and you're right, but that's not a problem in this game. Every voice oh. is really well done in this game. I don't think it was a problem in two. It was so great to, to listen to the voice actor learn to be good at voice I acting. I know. It, I'm a nerd for that shit though, so the I the first act out. was hideous. Just, oh, it was bad. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> denying that. My point it being got so is good by it's the end. actually bad in Japanese, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, well, a lot I've of been it actually was... told that the Japanese dub was pretty uninspired, all things considered. Yeah. Well, a lot of my issue with it is the lack of voice lines for Rex. We'll show him a thing at three. I know. I love the little things that they say, and that's President 3 as well. So you start in Chapter 1. Um, you are in this army with your little squad of four people, right? Um, you're fighting this other army. And um, one thing that you'll notice is that the, the army that you're in is composed of different races of people from Xenoblade Chronicles 1 that are very specific. Uh, so you may remember the High Entia. They're the ones with the wings on their head, right? Yep. Homs, humans, right? And then there's the, I, I think they were called Machina. They're like the humanoid robot hybrid people, right? Uh, they weren't quite the Mechons from the beginning of 1, but they were like shown later and they have like funny looking faces, right? Um, yeah. The, the cross, army cross is composed wind. of these people, and by the end of chapter one, after you've killed who knows how many people in this other army, uh, you finally meet some people with their helmets off, uh, and you find out that the composition of the enemy army are um, other humans, uh, blades, blade eater, or, sorry, flesh eaters, and um, like uh, like Gormadis and stuff, like people from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that lived on those titans, right? And so I'm oh. like, what the fuck happened? Why are we at war? Right, oh, and, and no. why are there no people? 
like there's the soldiers and you get so many flashbacks of like the childhood of the characters you're playing as they are very clearly child soldiers they know no other life and i thought the weirdest thing not only what they made it very clear they're they're made in like test tubes or something right um like that was made very clear at the beginning um but like they don't really know that they are you familiar with dramatic irony yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the, the reader, the audience, they know a lot more than the characters. There is so much of that in this game, because the game reveals a lot to the watcher, but not to the characters. And you're just like, come on, please put the dots together. Come on! Like, you're just ho- waiting, rooting for them to get it, right? And it doesn't happen well, until way later. They, I was going to say, sometimes they don't have a lot of, like, uh, knowledge about enough knowledge about the world around them, though, to put yeah. those dots together. Like, world knowledge. Like, mm-hmm. they probably, like, I can... I'm piecing together that chances are what happened is uh, Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 uh, crashed into each other here mm-hmm. in some fashion. It's kind of what and, they set up. It's kind of what it sounds like, right? Yeah. That's not what happened, but it's what it sounds like. And uh, the, I think the first red flag to me, like, okay, child soldier, sure. Right. The first red we flag get to around me that. It's Japanese. was they get back to their colony. There's no towns by there. They're all colonies, and the colonies are all these giant vehicles with tents under them and they can move right huh. there are no towns um the first red flag to me was they get back from the the battle of the introduction they go to a bathhouse and there it's a co-ed bath right like the, the 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 healer chick uh like she strips and gets in the tub and is with the, the boys and it's not lewd they make no suggestive comments they don't even understand the differences between man and woman is they are completely oblivious to the concept of children. And there are no okay. children. They're born, and they look like they're five years old. And they only live ten years. Once they reach ten years, uh, they turn into dust. And they live okay. for it. They love that. Like, it's a big ceremony. They all aspire to live long enough to turn into dust. Like, it's the <laughs> biggest honor that you can achieve. And that's, oh, like, deep into their gods. culture. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? This is not how I left the world in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> how did this, this happen <laughs> right <laughs> and so in chapter one you know you have to wonder all these questions and they the, the game does not answer them right away um for a very long time um so but the game does tell you a lot about the backstory of these characters and you get to know these characters very like intimately because their backstories are short because they only live for 10 years so their first couple years of life when they're not looking like adults because they age fast obviously right like when yeah. they're they call them terms they don't even call them years it's like you're a first termer you're a tenth termer they all have tattoos on their bodies that change like fucking let's see uh with how old they are right so that you can tell how close they are to their final day right and many of them count the days and like they get really emotional when like like their friend falls in battle and it's like you motherfucker he only had two months left i'm gonna burn your colony to the ground <laughs> And then that's the next red flag that comes up in chapter one. You come to realize that the opposing army also has the same culture. They turn into dust in 10 years and they all live in colonies. There are no towns. Why? What is it? Almost sounds like these are war games with living beings. Yeah. And then the next red flag, you find out that, you know, each side is ruled by a queen. The, the, the queen of, of the nation that your, your people are from is obviously Melia from the first game, but wearing a mask. And it's like, why is she wearing a mask? And how old is she at this point? What the fuck is that about? And then the other one is Nia, the queen of the other nation. It's like, that's obviously Nia. That's obviously Nia's voice actor. I recognize it. And it's like, what? Like, having played both games, it's like, 
how did this happen and why are they doing this and what the fuck is right the because reason? like well like they never really connect the two games in the physical mm-hmm. so the player starts out weird. not knowing very much but knowing a hell of a lot more than the characters and the player will continue to learn more and more because you get some behind the scenes. You you get straight up monologues from the villains. There's a cast of villains. I'm not going to go into it, right? Um, of course. But are they as good as the ones from uh, two? So far, they are very good. Uh, I started okay, off good. hating them because I was like, I don't even know what your names are. I don't know what you're doing. You don't interact with the party at all. Uh, but now they do uh, as you get later in the game, and it's like, oh fuck these dudes. I want to murder them all. Uh, <laughs> Right. Um, well, hopefully they don't get any redeeming last-minute heroic sacrifices. So far, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so in in chapter one, like you're just left to wonder, like what the fuck happened and how did we get here? And the player over time will learn hell of a lot more than the party will. And I'm only in now in chapter five, uh, which lots of things have been revealed, a lots of plot twists have occurred that I'm not going to get into. Um. But the answers, 40 hours later, and that, that's 40 Dylan hours. So, Victim, this would probably take you 100. Uh, nice. <laughs> um, so only that much later am I even getting my first answers to these questions. And I don't have them all yet. Like, the, and then the people that, you know, provided the answers, they don't have all the answers. And it's like, how far does this go? What the fuck happened? All the way to the top. I know more <laughs> about the lore than they do. Because, like, the racial differences, like, between the, the cast of characters that you have, like, the, the Homs and the Machina dude and the, the Hyentia lady, like, their races, they don't refer to their races by names. They don't have racial identity. They did in the other games, right? Yeah. Like, um, and they still talk the same. Like, for example, when you start meeting people from this other army, like, the people that look like Gormati, they sound like they're from Gormat. They have that very specific accent, right? And uh, the human have a very specific accent and the, the more the, the more ordained people had. And, like, you meet uh, – oh, I should probably explain one more thing that is revealed by the end of Chapter 1. They have this system called the Hero System where there are people that, after doing a short side quest, which sometimes involves fighting them, uh, plot reasons, uh, sometimes doesn't, uh, you get what's called a hero. And so there's a cast of, like – I think there's, like, 12 or 15 of these fuckers that could just be swapped in to be your seventh party member. Oh, that's cool. And they're all on screen at the same time, by the way. There's no benching. Like that, if there's one real advancement, it's a full party being on the field at once. Yeah, and it's not a small party. It's fucking six people plus a hero. Uh, and then, so the hero, like, you can't control them, but you can control all the party members and you can walk around as any of them and swap mid battle. That's something you couldn't do in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was swap mid battle who you're controlling. Um, and only healers can revive the dead. So the standard party setup is to have two attackers, two healers, two defenders, and. Each character starts with a class. That is one of those three things. Um, and then they learn from each other like how to do the other's roles. And you can level them up. And then um, when you start earning heroes, they have their own unique class that is one of these three categories. And you learn from them what their class is on all the other characters. And then you can start leveling that up. And the reason you oh. want to do that is because you can have six abilities at once on screen. Uh, just like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you have map to, to Y, X, and A, or B, right? To do your arts. Uh, but then up, left, and down is, or right and down is another set of arts. But those arts are only earned by mastering classes. And they're always available, right? 
Yeah, this literally sounds like Extra Steps Lost Odyssey. I was going to say, it's reminding me an awful lot of uh, Fire Emblem <laughs> lately. Yeah, that's too. Both, yeah. I was going to say, both Three Houses and Three Hopes have the... Three Hopes, by the way, Vic does the classes way the fuck better than Three Houses. Does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are trees. Class trees instead of whatever the fuck they did in Houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Sorry, back to the Zika okay. Blade. So, uh, I also... Uh, the class there, there are two types of classes as well on top of the category they fall in. Uh, it's uh, the, in the style of Xenoblade 2, where your arts charge on every auto attack. Uh, and then there's Xenoblade Chronicles 1 style, where it's a timer. And um, the, the skills that you've mastered um, and can put on the left have to be the opposite type as the one on the right. So if you have a class equipped that does the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 style, you can only pick mastered skills from classes you've mastered of the other Xenoblade Chronicles 1 style, and they charge that way. Oh. Um, that, yeah, I really appreciate how they're like combining the two games. And also, the symbolism in this game, without getting spoilery, is all about like groups of two and um, the dichotomy of like two people, right? Like... If you've seen the trailer, you know that the big gimmick of the party is that they all fuse together uh, in groups of two into these weird. So, in other creatures. words, this game has already spoiled itself. Sort of. Oh, I was gonna say. Now I. Have I already. I think question. I'm not gonna say it, but I think I already know the entirety of the plot. I have one final question, Dylan. Uh-huh. Do you drive giant robots yet? You fight giant robots, and they look like Xenogears, actually. <laughs> um, like you, I fought so many of them at this point, and it's like that's a Xenogear. That's the right height for a Xenogear. What the fuck? Uh, well, that's because... Well, <laughs> They're called Levnesses in this game. Yeah. Because copyright. That, isn't that what um, uh, Mithra called hers, too? Mm, no. Something like that? It was called... What did they call them? There was a, hers was something weird. There was a well, word for it. They couldn't call it the right thing. A Xenogear. Yeah. They couldn't call it that because of legal reasons. What was it called? It was a very specific word. I forget what they called those. Um, but anyways, in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, both armies have these things called Levnesses that are like mech suits, basically. And they are... Uh, and then there's another kind called a Pharaonis. Uh, and those resemble Xenogears. Uh, whereas the Levnesses are like smaller ones. Um, and I fought both kinds uh, in the game. I mean, do you get to use one? Mm, uh. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I so know he, there, there. I know there is a bigger mech-like form you can take on. Also, yeah. Victor, they, for your they, sake, they I have you know greatly simplified everything that I've said. There are so many details that I'm excluding. Yeah. I don't think you can predict the plot, especially because I didn't describe the villains to you. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I okay. I think I know where it's going though. I I'm curious you what are, your predictions you are, are. You are you already said the word that. It makes me think I might have an idea. I, I'm actually super curious what your prediction is. And then you can so, stream it uh, at a later date, and we'll see if you're right. So, spoilers for a fucking 20-year, two, three-decade-old game. Uh-huh. But uh, Xenogears actually dealt in a lot of that, too. Uh-huh. Every human being on the planet was artificial. Uh-huh. They were created by That's an so AI that was playing God. Sounds so, like something you'd see in a Xeno game. So, like, the test tubes, right? Or near. <laughs> and, I'm starting to think they're related. Yeah. Well, I mean, Yoko Taro had to get his inspiration somewhere. <laughs> he, he's old enough that that's probably where he get his inspirations. I'll be real. Um. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking it might be borrowing more from other games 
like Xenogears and Xenosaga, probably even X to some extent. Um, Cosmo win. Yeah. Uh, comparatively to like just one and two. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that might be the key to predicting. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I haven't played it, but so that's, let, that's let me hear my... this prediction though, because I'm pretty far in the game now. I could probably tell you if you were wrong, or maybe I'll keep it from you. That's a I, I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I, it's more like a broad overarching thing, right? It's mm-hmm. like I think Xenogears outlined things the same way you just presented them, like you know, like. Mm-hmm partnership in twos right like there's so much had their adam and their twos. eve yeah they had a lot, a lot of religious symbolism in xenogears right but like also all the partners that all the partners that turn into uh, a confused form uh, are man and woman yeah what so a coincidence it, it, <laughs> it, it, that that is quite literally like the same obviously not to the like not within the same like context but it, it's the same moral set that xenogears had okay. yeah and one of the things that uh, seems to be a Xeno Gear Saga Blade uh, theme is everything's a cycle mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Like it keeps coming, like it always keeps coming back in on itself. No matter how far they try to get from the point, it always comes back to that space station. Mm-hmm. Well, it's well, I think it's a different space station each time, but yeah. Well, it's always a different but, yeah. space station, but it should be beyond at this speaking. point because Xenoblade Chronicles One and Two take place at the same exact time. Yes, so it's uh, the same space is, station, <laughs> right? Which is taking place. Well, and that's legally different space station, but it is like that's the it, same battle that was happening in Saga, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It's heavily believed to be. Yeah. Yes. And it, so, the, the, the the creators have never come out and said it, and there's no real like can't. confirmation. Well, they, no, they 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 still own the rights to Saga, don't they? I thought uh, Gears and Saga were separate. Ge- Gears is Square. Okay. Saga might have been Namco. Well, assuming that all three properties have to be separate. Actually, they yeah, no, it was Namco. So that means X one and two are Nintendo. I guess I don't really know. All I know is that they have they're clearly distinct for a reason. But yeah. that battle always seems to be the linchpin in everything that's happening like i thought one and two were just quite literally the death throes of the guy who got um my melded with the super with god thing. Well, yeah, yeah careful rick careful rick the xenoblade fans will cumber your throat if you even suggest that they might be connected i don't care what i i had so many of them get mad at me for even what are they gonna that. do decry they me all... on reddit they yeah, can send really. us a boostagram with a modern podcasting app, newpodcastapps.com. Yeah. Tell us how wrong we are about uh, Xeno. And you know what? I Why is that a thing? I, I feel like this might be a little <laughs> off topic, but like, why is it that people get really mad about the meta of like a series' like, thing? It's like, if you try to suggest that all Final Fantasy games are connected by some like cosmic way, like, I don't know, Dissidia or some shit, mm-hmm. they get mad at you. They're like, oh, fuck, no, that, there's no way that's true. How the fuck, why would you even suggest that? The same well, thing with Xeno and, and so on. Because they have the same tie- name? Uh, or or Dark Souls. Them... Dark Souls is a fucking another great example. People I mean, hate comparing Demon Souls to Bloodborne and Dark Souls 1. But well, there's so Demon... much that points to it, man. I was going to say, Demon Souls, um, Bloodborne, and Dark Souls 1 are very clearly different properties. They made that very clear. However, they can have homages to one another. Oh, but if you like, dig deep, there is there is some connections there. I I might be that might be me tinfoil hat copium opium I don't know, whatever the kids <laughs> are saying nowadays. But ah, uh, there's something there, man. I know. 
Well, yeah. and maybe there is. I mean, it would be silly for them not to have something. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you're you're point. probably right too. It could literally just be reference referential, uh, you know, homage, whatever. So we'll uh, see if the Xenogears fans uh, come after us. But uh, I want to tell you that Xenogears so far <laughs> is it might be the best game I've played this year, and I played Scarlet Nexus this year, uh, so that's a pretty high bar. Um, well, if they do come after us, Dylan, I will I will read the boostergrams. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, final thoughts though. Um, so the exploration i feel like i should talk about that for a second so holy shit so i i remember xenoblade chronicles 2 so and i know you played that victim so i'm going to use that as a reference so in xenoblade chronicles 2 you had these several huge titans that were actually moving in the background that was cool to see right yeah but the land was still finite and they um they felt big at the time i'm sure like i remember you arrive in Gormont and see the giant monkey, and it's like, wow, this map's huge. It's like fucking Fortnite, right? <laughs> and this is just one zone. Like, that was a cool feeling. However, in Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, there are way more maps that are way bigger than that. Um, I remember it didn't really hit me until I got to the second zone. Wait, the third zone. Because the, the first zone doesn't count. Because um, it's like a tutorial. Um, but it, it, I, I went back. That's not true either. I went back to that zone, and there's actually more to it. So I said earlier there was this hero system where you do some side quests and you get some seventh party members uh, that can be rotated yep. in and out. Uh, and based on what where, where they're demanded to be in the story, like they can be temporarily unavailable as well. Um, so these heroes, should you choose to do their optional quests, some of them are not optional. Um, many of them are optional. Uh, they sometimes give you traversal abilities. Like being able to go across zip lines, being able to run up steep inclines, being able to climb ladder-like vines, right? And that really opens up some space. Uh, basically, I, at the end of the third zone, which was like a like a Grand Canyon-like valley that took me forever to walk across, right? There was like these sandy hills that went up, and I'm like, I bet there's an item up there, but I can't climb that sand. Uh, huh. And then... I get to a certain level where it's like, hey, I bet if I go back to the second zone and go this other direction that I don't have unfogged on my map, because you cannot buy maps. You must paint them yourself with your cone of vision. And I spent uh, a lot of time the doing that. main character from Xenogears. He was also a painter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the connections are there. I spent a lot of time just Sorry. filling the map out because <laughs> I hate having parts of it fogged. I like having all the borders mapped out. Um, and so I stumbled upon a lot of quests that way, and I became very strong very quickly, where the uh, main story quests, the enemies don't aggro to me anymore, because I'm 10 levels higher than them. That's fine. I like being prepared, um, because the side quests are really hard. So I basically I stopped at some point, and I was like, let's go back to that second area. I'm a high enough level to survive there, almost. And I, mostly through sneaking, uh, tried to get past all the encounters to do the side quest. It was a hero quest. I got the hero, um, and that hero taught me how to climb up sandy dunes, like the hills. And I was like, yeah, I can go back to the canyon. I can take that big sand wall, and I can get whatever items on top. There's also, like, a question mark side quest up there. Um, I get up there, and it's like a whole nother zone. There was no loading screen. It's all part of the same map. But that desert area was bigger than everything in that zone I had explored yet. Hmm. Bigger. That's impressive. And then... South of there, where the story was telling me to go, I had not unfogged yet. I figured it was the loading screen transition zone. No. 
it just goes from desert to meadow to cliffside grassy land. And it took me several hours to traverse it. No loading screen. All one area. This game's going to be a nightmare. I'm going to be playing this game for a year straight. You might. Yep. You might. That's why I'm trying to get through it so I can watch you play it. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I did not. That side quest to get that hero to climb that hill was completely optional. The story has never taken me back there. Completely optional. I did not have to do any of that. And that desert was huge. And uh, there was a lot of things to do with it. And more side quests and more exploration and caves and all kinds of shit at my level at the time. Right? Like, I was rewarded for going there uh, Hmm. with more side quests, more hero quests, more experience. Um, And, yeah, I was like, that's when it really hit me. Like, this game's fucking huge. All of the zones are fucking giant. And I kind of love it. Like, uh, I like how that works because like sometimes i'll be in the mood to do the story right especially when destiny's watching i'll be like yeah that way i don't have to show you the cutscene later in the in the cutscene viewer because they still have that um and it's like let's just do you know story mission after story mission because i'm 10 levels higher than them uh and that's fun but then you know some days uh where she's not watching or whatever like i will just grind i will it's not really grinding i'm not really fighting enemies i'm exploring the map and i'm doing the side quests and the bonus experience is how I'm actually leveling up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just well, like that's it too. Good. All right. Big recommend for me. So I guess uh, now I think we should thank some people. So yes. let me pull my phone out and get to the boosts. Yeah, and after that, I'll give you my um, other impressions I've had. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Um, so if I go to my wallet, past 30 days, podcast. So, yeah, I, I would do it too for the, for the recording's sake. But um, we we mentioned earlier we are live at the moment, and my camera happens to also be my phone. So, I mean, you could touch your camera, feel it up, play work massage with it. I, I, I could, but it would require me to take it off its stand. Oh, I see. Well, while we're doing that, I, I gotta tell I, everybody about the mermaids. <laughs> oh, the mermaids can wait. I, I gotta open now. So you know, looking at the metrics past thirty days. Thank you to the the people who are streaming stats. I see there is almost a two digit number of you. We're just starting out on this value for value shit. It's okay. Um, I appreciate every all seven of you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad that you know our message has reached the people to go get a modern podcasting app, load it with some money, and uh, send us your 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 tips. Uh, I, that's really lovely. And you know, just as a reminder, Bitcoin isn't crypto. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> like uh, all that bad shit you hear about crypto doesn't really apply to Bitcoin. Um, so you I was going to say, I'm pretty certain bad. it is a cryptocurrency, it is. but it's but, not. Yeah, it's yeah. not what you're thinking, right? That's fair. So all right. uh, we got a single boost from Mr. Merlin. Uh, so thanks again, whoever the hell you are. And he says, advertisement. Mysterious I have I have ten grand and don't know what to do with them. Come spend them at the Fine Entity Art Token Gallery address Merlin. Those are slashes between. So we've talked about Token Gallery on the show before. Victim and Rick weren't there. Uh, this was a, a one of the episodes that you were out. So I was like, let's interview I, Moon. I watched that one though. So yes, I, I am somewhat familiar. That episode was fucking awesome, and I demonstrated Token Gallery. Uh, there are if you go to our Odyssey channel and you actually find the highlights channel. Uh, I made several highlights of that episode because me and Moon and Trio Doug talked about a lot of really cool shit. One of them was Token Gallery, which was brand new at the time. Um, and 10 Grands is a token on the Ubik blockchain, which is like Ethereum without the baggage. 
there's a lot of problems with Ethereum. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not an expert, but like uh, they're trying to switch that model to proof of stake. And once they do that, the people who own all the coins will have all the authority, and that's scummy. So uh, don't invest scummy. in Ethereum. Uh, but Ubik is a fork of Ethereum that uh, tries to do it better. Um, so Token Gallery, um, Isoops in the chat points out, it has been a year. It's been a whole fucking year since that site came out. That means it's been a year since that episode. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll be doing this for a while um so yeah you can check it out if you'd like um it is it is an nft site so like if you're not interested in collecting shit then you know why bother but like yeah it's it's there um and you can hear all our hot takes about collecting things uh in previous episodes i i clicked the buttons and i, I did the thing uh to try it i i do have a couple nfts to my name if you want to call it that <gasps> but uh i'm not a collector i i've never been a collector it doesn't appeal to me so um but you know i'm not gonna tell you collecting is wrong like (laughs) hey you know how you can fight collectors dylan Hmm. you can dox the shit out of them (laughs) you could uh it was a very heavy-handed segue that is a very heavy-handed segue uh but before we talk about doxing i want to give victim a chance to tell me about xenoblade yeah so hold that um, hold that thought i'm holding it so we um we mentioned it at length. We mentioned it in all of our outros, but I, I stream. And I had streamed Xenoblade 2, and I have a lot of those years actually still are, are around today. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is playing through. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. One of them is playing 3 right now, and her. I guess, like, to kind of like TLDR it so I don't, like, spend, like, a fucking year explaining this. She basically mentioned that she felt like it was a little bit too cartoonish, and that she was feeling like. Two was still a better game overall. She hadn't. She still hasn't beaten the game for the record. But I was curious if you had anything to like say about that. Uh, quite it, the like, opposite, or, actually. Like cartoonish. Like there's like, almost like no the villains humor. Being comically evil and well, the villains are comically evil. But by the time you get to chapter five, you learn a little bit more about them. Uh, okay. And there's still a lot of mystery. There's still a lot that I don't know about these villains, right? So they have a chance to become more interesting. But at first, they are not interesting. They do come off as cartoonishly evil. However, the world, there's nothing cartoonish about it, right? All right. It's very serious, uh, mostly because of, like, how the hell did the world get this way, right? And those observations, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, whereas Xenoblade 2 had lots of humor, right? Like, every every scene with Tora in it is hilarious, right? Um, True. The interactions with Rex and Pyra are humorous, right? Uh, and wholesome at times, right? Whereas uh, there are a couple of wholesome moments as the party becomes friends with each other and they learn more about each other um, in their short lives, right? And there's also a lot of, like, really serious moments from their past where they were in training and how they got to know each other, like, as, like, children. Um, but, like... When they were even younger children. Right. Than they are. <laughs> when they were one-year-old teenagers. Because <laughs> accelerated aging or something. Um, but, like, you know... It's, it's a very serious game. And, yeah, the villains are a little cartoonishly evil. But then, like, halfway through the game, you meet a new set of villains that controls that set of villains. And it's like, oh, those people are fucking evil. Right. Um, oh, it's the difference between Team Rocket and their boss. Right. It. It's definitely the difference between Team Rocket and Giovanni. Yeah. Like, that's how it feels. Uh, okay. And I'm really excited to learn more about the villains behind everything rather than the ones that you fight early. Because um, they are very compelling. Uh, after a bit uh but first off when you first meet them it, they're they're a little goofy 
Uh, it doesn't help that they're wearing like weird body armor and helmets, right? <laughs> Walking around mm. looking like the fucking judges from Final Fantasy Twelve, and it's like, okay. the fuck's your? What are you doing? And then the helmets come off, and it's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you mean business? Uh, so, I I don't get that the the cartoonish impression at all. I think Xenoblade Two is a lot more lighthearted, despite all the tragedy and war in Xenoblade Two. There is way more tragedy and way more war, and way more existential dread in three. <laughs> And I right, think those are very mature topics that make me feel good. So, yeah. <laughs> at this point, existentialism makes you feel good. Yeah. In stories, um, it, it makes me. Uh, I pretty much at this point think uh, I was looking at it. It's still it, it's expensive as fuck to get de and then three, and then if I want to play through uh, replicant, that's gonna also run me like a full game's price. I think I'm just gonna watch a recap of one, and play three, mm-hmm. like not right away, but like I think that's my plan. I think you should, because 3 is so fucking good, and I don't like 1. Like, I'll say yeah. it, it's controversial. I didn't play it when it was new, and it feels bad to go back, because I don't like how they do the arts. The It feels backwards. It, it's true to form. It, and the fans that played 1 probably loved DE, because they they, they didn't update the gameplay much. Uh, they, they went for the nostalgia, and I think that was the right move for a remake of a game that old. But, like, Xenoblade 2's combat feels so much better, and Xenoblade 3's combat is even better. And it gets good early. Like, it doesn't make you wait like Xenoblade 2 does. Like, Xenoblade 2 makes you wait way too long for fluid combat. Like, it felt really good when you arrived at it, right? And then it felt really good when you got to the end game, right? Whereas uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, they, they crank up the intensity of the battle system, like, very early. But, like, it was still, like, a bit of a drip. Like, they, uh... They don't overwhelm you, but there is a lot of new systems that 2 did not have that are added in 3. So. Well, right. Like, 2 did not have uh, any systems from 1, basically, other than the movement and auto-attacking, basically. Right. They totally streamlined yeah. how arts work, uh, and I really like how they did that. Um, so, back on the subject of token gallery NFTs, what, what's this about doxing? <laughs> oh, well... I- not anything about that. I was just making a bad segue. A bad segue. Because um, so, there, there are people out there that hate NFTs so much that they will dox people that, inter- that, that engage yeah. with them on the internet. And that's cringy. Uh, that, that's I, a, I that's a to... great way to solve the problem, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, Sarcasm, so by the I way, want for to, the record. Uh, because this is important and this will be recorded later and the audio samples will no doubt paint me as a Saturday morning cartoon villain. Uh, oh, yeah. Obviously, I don't promote doxing. I think it's a stupid idea to dox people as uh, it basically just never ends well, usually for the person being doxed. So in that uh, Canada, Ontario, no less, uh, London, Ontario. um, Uh, Like like an hour away from Toronto. Yeah. I mean, Toronto's not doing great this year either. London, Uh, Ontario, that's where Digital Extremes office is, and that's where Adam Buckley lives. And I don't yes, know anything sir. else about London, Ontario. <laughs> um, I had to double check that it was Ontario and not, you know, some yeah. small place in uh, London, London. A, a uh, good rule of thumb is <laughs> Toronto is where a lot of, like, like establishments are. So, like, like your your entertainment. And, and like, if, you were, if you're going to go to a convention, it's going to be in Toronto, as an example. But if you're going to have, gonna have, like, studios or, like, a business or something, it. it's going to be in London. That's the general rule of thumb, anyways. It's, like it's, Seattle oh, and Bellevue. Overlap. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there was a, there was a streamer named Keffels, uh, who uh, trans woman 
so you already know why she's been doxxed right mm-hmm. there. Um, we'll just skip over well, the why. We know it, exactly. It was like why. activism stuff to do with being trans. Yes, yeah. she she is a very prominent member in, in the community. Therefore, somebody, mm-hmm. probably several somebody's, decided that uh, this bitch need to go down, and the best way to do that is to swat the shit out of her. Lo and behold, that's what happened. She mm-hmm. was swatted. Now, this we've heard this story before. Nobody got shot. Don't worry. No, no police with flashbangs killing kids or uh, getting shot in return. None of that shit going on. Nobody died. So, plus one check in the not bad column. However, this is where everything gets bad. You would think that uh, London, Ontario is the U.S. right now because they seized all of her electronics. Yep. Which... Uh, her and I believe her husband are uh, in the middle of one of them is in the middle of a PhD and that's the only copy of their PhD is on that because uh, it's big you're unless you pay for storage you're not gonna find a place to store that stuff in a cloud pretty much yeah it, like, digging through this story is just a great example of why Canada is not nearly as pretty and pristine as people like to fucking think it is mm-hmm. right so like I'm I'm skipping over a lot of things. Where's Justin Trudeau's uh, apology for the police behavior? Yeah. I I am (laughs) skipping over a lot of things with this because we've we've heard this before. Like, you know, if you're trans, you're an activist, people hate you because you're different and therefore you must be hated. I'm not even, like, I don't give a shit that... I'm going to be honest, I don't give a shit about dead naming. I know that might hurt some trans person's feelings, but the people that care about you aren't going to dead name you it's just yeah. an easy filter to be like Canada still has uh, laws in place for that too. So yeah, uh, I uh, we, we, I think we've talked about this before. But me and uh, Rick, it, Rick, it was you, right? You have a friend who's trans as well, right? I have a friend that's very, yes. Trans. It's interesting yeah, yeah. that that practice is illegal in Canada, and yet the police were doing it. It's like no, that's actually what I was getting at. Is it is still uh, required by law that if you are legally not. Uh, have legally not changed your name, and I, I know this because I was there for the process with, with my my friend who's trans. Uh, they needed someone to officiate witness or witness witness. That's what it was. I need to be a witness, so that um, that's how the government does all that shit. Anyways, so if you can't logistically do that, then uh, all of that like I guess woke stuff that they like the the spit the Canadian government likes mm-hmm. to spit. It goes out the window. They don't give a fuck about you anymore. Yeah. If so- you if you didn't go through their legal channels you're not a human being to them. And it's yeah. really, it's really fucked up. They'll, they'll, they'll preach all this like trans rights, uh, human rights, all this shit. But then the moment you, you don't go through their system, you're just fucking dead to them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Canada in a nutshell. They, they so, don't give a shit about trans people. They only give a shit about the trans people that give them, uh, what's the word for it? Positive uh, coverage. Exposure, positive right? coverage, publicity, whatever. Like they're like, look at all these trans people we've helped. And here's all the ones we swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah, so the fucking horrible news. That um, yeah, and really, so like I'm skipping over the doxing, the thing that the people did to her that was bad to activate this because the police really dropped the ball. Like they've seized all her property. They didn't at the time of the reporting. I don't know if they have by now. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen. Anyways, they still haven't given her shit back, and like. And if I know well, anything it'll about it'll take police, months before she'll get it back. Right. Months. And if I know anything about the police, they're going to brute force it, damage the files, probably, if yep. not outright erase them. Uh, they might wipe the computer before giving it back, you know. Um, that would just be all kinds of bad. But 
it they it goes even further back because they also like Keffels tried to get on a no swatting list because we don't Canada, have those. Well, right, or just in or general, in most places we don't have those. I should say right, just in general, letting them know that they're potentially somebody's going to swat us because mm-hmm. we're activists. Therefore, you know, some people just resort to this because it's easy and you can anonymously tip the police with no repercussions whatsoever as long as they can't track you down. Um, So, yeah. And we have plenty of hotlines for that shit. Um, Mm -hmm. I won't go into, like, my experience with all that shit because it's a long story, but um, those anonymous tip lines are incredibly easy to access and incredibly easy to put whatever the fuck you want in there. You don't even need to call. You can do it over the internet with a fucking text message. Yeah. Yeah, you, I remember um, when I remember when you shared this story in our, our podcast planning channel, uh, and I, my my first reaction was, oh, you know, of course they seized all their stuff. Doxing is horrible. This is not something that anyone should do. Um, and uh, the reason I bring it up is because uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the doxing meta, right? Um, yeah. Is right. um, so I remember um, back in the Gamergate days. See, this is why we're going to get banned on iTunes at some point, because I, I just dropped the yeah. keyword. Um, so there was this guy, I think it was Movie Blob, um, or maybe it was Adam Sessler, or maybe they were talking at the same panel together. One of those fuckers said this, but like... It was, I think Adam, actually, but I can't remember. So no, Adam's crazy. Oh, Adam's I remember. literally I remember. crazy enough. <laughs> yeah. So Movie Blob said, uh, there is no such thing as bad tactics, only bad targets. And he's talking about doxing, threats of violence, and murder, right? saying, you know, it, your political opponents should be fair game for any action you want to commit to them, right? So he's basically advocating for hurting people, right? And yeah. doxing people and swatting people I if, mean, if they're, they're not terrible on his people, side. But yes. Right. And then Adam Sessler, what did he say specifically? Um, he was on a panel, I think it was at E3 or something, with Jim Sterling. And, um, oh, well, shit. Yeah, that's what it was. And I forget who said what, but they both agreed at some point that... Um, you know, doxing your political opponents if you are left-wing is a good thing. Um, right. So, obviously, there's this practice of swatting people you don't like, um, and it's a very popular tactic amongst, like, uh, I want to say leftists, but I'm actually referring to the anti-Gamergate crowd, which doesn't really have, like, a tight political leaning, I would say. No. Um, no. Uh, I mean, I, that was kind of, like, the whole thing is that it was try- they tried to push it into that box, but it was mm-hmm. never really in that if, box. It, they, they realistically, tried. if you want to yeah. be popular... And uh, Gamergate comes up, you have to decry it, or you have to say, "What was that?" Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the proper response. That's the that's the proper response. I don't know. Never heard of it. What's that? What do you mean? (laughs) You're not supposed to talk about, you know, all that shit that we saw go down live, and we watched just the integrity of gaming journalism just go up in flames. And then if you say anything about it, you're like a woman hater or something, even if you are a woman or a person of color. Yes, that's why I brought Trio Doug on the other show the other time. Because, uh, you know, he obviously, you know, like Hates I, women? no, <laughs> uh, well, you know, we, we watched all that game, game shit go down. Right. And, you know, yeah. we saw, you know, the right wing grifters come in. That was shitty. We saw the obvious depersoning of anyone who I mean, that talks was, about that was when it really failed, honestly, right. is when that happened, because uh, what do they call it? Co-opting or whatever? Right. Well, right. It just yeah. well, it's like uh, right wingers that say that, uh, 
you know, the LGBTQ community is trying to get pedos in. No, pedos are trying to get into them. That, that's the no, that's not to say that there isn't some that probably are like down with it, but they're probably also pedophiles themselves. Right. So yes, I, I so. bring up Shiro Doug because, and I don't want to paraphrase his words. I'd rather just have him on the show again because that was fun as hell. Um, yeah. Is you know. He's Mexican, right? And they would be like, you dumb white man, stop saying that. And it's like, what? <laughs> what so do you mean? One of my white. <laughs> and it's like, you know, that, that depersoning and just assuming of people based on what they say. And it's like, because you just have an anime avatar, so they don't actually know what you look like. No, it, it, it's the joke. It's, it's like yeah. the people that try to be anti-racist are just racist themselves. The true well, right, people, right. Pe- people that really aren't racist just don't give a fuck. Right. Well, give a they, shit. The people uh, that, that... You know, that's the only way, like, mm-hmm. yeah, the... racism by definition is literally caring about race, is it not? Yeah, or well, I guess it's, it's hatred based on race, but you, you know what I mean, right? These same well, people who will be like, you know, racism is bad, and you know, all these awful right wingers are super racist, are these same people that will, like, you know, like support all these laws to be passed that will discriminate against people, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, who do you think those, those like 87,000 new IRS agents are really gonna audit? It's not the rich. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, it's not. If you are and a that, person of color and you own your own small business that isn't, like, big, fun. rich, successful, you are effed. Like, <laughs> You're getting audited. Uh-huh. So some might say this For the record, very... that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't yes. need to say that. That's fucked up. But Yeah. Some might say this sounds very cult-like, Dylan. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Damn. I'm not allowed to do any segues. Stop that segue right there. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's not very often, you know, that we get onto these kind of topics and, you know, while we're on the topic of, of trans people, like this person who's docs, I actually wanted to bring up something that kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, yeah, is... I have something I want to bring up on it too, about docs. Okay, so, uh, one it. of my, uh, one, one take that I see on the internet a lot is from people who claim to be either laissez-faire or like libertarian aligned. Uh, and they will be, um you know, really against the idea of a trans person existing. I don't want to say transphobic because they're not afraid of anything, right? Um, I don't feel yeah. like that word fits. I, I always hated adding phobia to it. It's like it's homophobia. Like, they're not it's afraid. Like, uh, gay people. Don't like away. you. <laughs> my, right. My poor butthole. So I, I really don't like this idea of, like, people who align themselves with libertarian ideology um, being, like, against trans people because it's, like, leaving people the fuck alone to do whatever the fuck they want is like kind of the point. And a lot of them will say it's because they're going to hurt themselves. And they'll quote a bunch of statistics and they'll be like, this hurts people. You are, you should be allowed to do anything you want with the exception of hurting yourself. And I think that's bullshit. Let them hurt themselves. Right. It's like, I, mean, I, I want yeah, unconditional freedom. And that means people need to be able to do that. I'm not going to do yeah. it, but like that needs to be allowed for unconditional freedom. Freedom should be like love unconditional. And uh, they they believe in conditional freedom, and I don't think that's very libertarian of them. And I think that's kind of no, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's like the person that wants to live off grid, but they want you know safe medical care within and internet. Min- yeah, and internet. <laughs> all, they mm. want all the amenities that they currently have, but they also want to live their escapist fantasy. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's like take the risk. We're we're tough people. We're and it'll make you a better person. Take the risk. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, you might get hurt. the best way okay. the best way to get something changed is to, to, to prove that it's unsafe. And guess what? If it, if it turns out to be safe and there's a way to continue yeah. to make it safe, then what's I, the problem? I just I roll my <laughs> eyes when the justification for all the shit that they post is like um, you're going to hurt yourself or you're going to die and uh, you shouldn't be allowed to take actions that will hurt you. That's yeah. where you're. I mean, I guess ends. we're kind of advocating for Darwinism here, but like. I don't want to go too far into Darwinism. Choice, it's not. It, it's not. Not 
up to me to make choices for people. I don't yeah. give a shit what you do. If you want to learn more about Darwinism and its evil implications, uh, you should listen to Mo Facts with Adam Curry. That is my favorite fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I boost it frequently. Um, and their most recent episode was about exactly that. Uh, so if you're interested, uh, that's a really good show. Uh, but anyway, so it's like a cult, right? <laughs> oh, okay, finally. <laughs> I get to have my segue. Um <laughs> No, it, it's fine. It's fine because she has segues if you have coin. Uh, but anyways, the uh, so no, I was going to talk about uh, the cult of the lamb because it's uh, basically Animal Crossing meets, uh, well, Cthulhu. <laughs> and it's very cutesy and terrifying game all at the same time. And it's great. But I have to say it's also kind of mid. At the end of the day, once, oh, the really? once the new shininess wears off, like the gameplay is not hard at any point. Uh, yeah, they're clear like best things. Like that's one of the things. So the, a lot of it is like you choose, like as you're leveling up your cult, you choose uh, like option A or option B, and what uh, you have to feed your cult. And one of the options is like um, they get hungry less often. The other option is you can fucking feed them grass and they won't get sad about eating grass. Obviously, you choose feed them grass. It's not like it's a no brainer kind of thing. And there's an awful lot yeah. of that. But as far as like 10 hours of gameplay, it's not a bad game. Not at all. It's cute. It's fun. And you can pick it up for like 10, 15 minutes, play, play a bit, do a run because it's roguelite. Mm -hmm. uh, like the dying has little to no consequence and uh it's not a big deal like your creatures, even though they bother to name them and allow you customize them you they're all interchangeable <laughs> and uh the best the best part is is uh you could just summon them back to life if uh <laughs> they die just be like nice. yep you're coming back motherfucker it definitely has a really inspired art style that i think looks yes. really fun it kind of reminds me, like, the, the interface reminds me a little bit of Don't Starve. Um, I was going to say that. Yes. It, it really does have, Don't like, a Starve Don't Starve is, uh, very, very clearly an influence on the art style. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's bright, colorful, but also very uh, Cthulhu. Uh, very Lovecraftian. Mm -hmm. uh, like, the, the sacrificing to the gods uh, option mm -hmm. very much is a... Uh, a tentacle from the ground kind of thing mm -hmm. and everybody cheers as the, the life gets squeezed out of the uh poor unfortunate one being sacrificed mm -hmm. and i i'm down for any like developer or artist who wants to adopt the like cthulhu like style because i know that they are a person who could separate art from the artist and those are generally great people <laughs> in yeah, my actually, view yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, no, I think it, the, so when I, yeah, when I say it's unfortunately mid, I don't mean it's not fun. It's just that in the first two hours, you've seen all the game has to offer. And it like, there's eight it, it sounds like it, it's got like a, a more of a casual, like, yeah. game. Oh, no, definitely. And that's fine. Is. I mean, look at Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is still mm -hmm. a blast to play, but it's, it's the same thing. After like, a couple weeks of playing it, I say a couple weeks, it's like a, like, a, like maybe like 30 to an hour a day. Right. Um, you've pretty much done everything at that point. You're mostly just waiting for like seasonal events and building shit. Right. Mm -hmm. The I think the biggest issue I have with uh, this is that your cult's a little needy. Like, 
they get hungry a lot faster than I feel like they should. Mm. Um, you know, they die very quickly. Like, they get old fast. Like, so there are a couple of things I would probably do to extend the just the cult aspect of the game. The because realistically, the killing things that sure that's whatever that that's part of the game. But the part that's going to keep people coming back to the game is not going to be the dungeon runs. It's mm-hmm. going to be the micromanagement, the cult, right. yeah, the cult management, and it should be a little bit le- uh, a little bit more lax mm-hmm. on that. Um, or I should be able to assign a cult member to cook meals for the cult right. because I'm not the only one that can use a kitchen. It's like we're not asking for Dwarf Fortress level depth, but we're maybe asking for Dwarf Fortress like replayability or continuous playability, let's say. Right. Like, well, right. And um, so, yeah, there are some things here or there, but, you know, I can. It's very, very easy storyline to follow. Kill the false gods, re- you know, resurrect your god that gave you life anew as after you were executed. The end. Simple premise. Oh, and, you know, the cult. Hmm. But, again, cutesy murder. Yeah. So, yeah. That's uh, that's Cult of the Lamb. Very cute. I'm hoping mm-hmm. at some point it's worth the $30 I paid for it. Well, hopefully it'll get there. Uh, but I'll tell you yeah, what. I, I've already earned my... I've already earned my $60 for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm not even done with it. Victim, oh, yeah. uh, we interrupted you earlier, Victim. You had another thing you wanted to talk about. Uh, oh, I, I was just going to mention about the doxing bit. Um, no. We can go back for a little bit. Now, I think we should wrap up in a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, just going to mention that it, it feels like lately between swatting and doxing, it's just been a lot. A lot of it going down. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's the, the two... I mean, they're they horrible people as far as I'm aware. Mm-hmm. But there was the two Twitch streamers that got hit. But it, it, I guess the reason why I bring it up is like, I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it makes them look pitiable. It makes them look um, reasonable when they are not. And it does nothing unless they get killed, I guess. But then that's. I think that's a negative. Mm-hmm. And then they become martyrs in some capacity. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't think it helps anybody. It yeah. doesn't even help the people that and do like, it. Maybe, maybe if you're like a kid and you get that's how you get your fucking rocks off. Maybe I guess then there's some positive. Mm-hmm. Well, but, I uh, mean, but then there's something wrong with you as a human. Yeah, being. yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> and like I brought up earlier that I thought it was kind of cringe that you know some people who claim to be libertarian will like police how other people live their lives when they shouldn't, right? And I think that's still bad, right? But um, yeah. one thing I do want to point out is that it uh, your life decisions don't like promise you. Um, friendship or romance, right? So it's like, yeah, there's going to be consequences for your action, but doxing is still wrong, right? But, like, you know, this person, like, I don't know what the motivations were for doxing and swatting this person. Uh, I think you mentioned, like, there was some activism involved and whoever did it. Yeah, she's a bit of a trans activist. And so So uh, they're opposed to that activism, right? Yeah. Chances are. Chances are. That's what it was. Um, And it's like, I get it. And and she could even be a bad person for all we know. But but, but nobody's going to talk about that anymore because all they're going to talk about is the horrible treatment she got. Right. And it's like, so good job. If there was anything to criticize there, it's mm -hmm. out the fucking window because you fucked up. Like your cho- uh, no, for the record, I don't know. Right. But. So her choices don't guarantee her friends are romance, and I'm sure she has, you know, legitimate critics uh, who are definitely silenced now, uh, thanks to the swatting. Uh, but it, it's like, you know, swatting isn't okay, and if, like, you think that that's going to help, like, support your cause or just, like, hurt them, 
just for the sake of hurting them. Like, it's just going to, you know, make them a martyr whether they live or not. And it's going to basically put a stopper in basically all criticism of this person. Right. And it's like, so if you're really opposed to this person and their activism, uh, that's your right. But like going over the line and doxing and swatting like that is just, it's just going to like hurt your cause in the long run. It's like, it's it's never a good idea. (laughs) It's getting terrifying at this point too. Uh, Thankfully, I'm pretty certain this was all fake. Pretty certain this baited, this person baited the living shit out of them. But there was a Twitter thread that popped up. I think I linked Mm -hmm. a little bit of it where this person, they're clearly baiting. It was, they drew, um, they were allegedly 15, and they drew fan art of them as a cat person banging uh, Technoblade, who died right. a couple, I think, like two months ago. Um, pretty big dude, died of cancer. Uh, I never watched his content. I don't know much about him. But um, but obviously, that's out- that's outrageous. Obviously, that's fucked up. But it was clearly bait, and then these people fucking took it. And But, I, I, you know, looking into, into them a little bit, like a month back, they had double dog dared the internet to dox them and then all of a sudden the moment they do something like this all of a sudden all their information is fucking leaked all over the place it's clearly fake like i, I at this point i was like that's 100 fake there's no fucking mm-hmm. way but it didn't matter it was fake underneath everyone's like yeah good get them can't fucking believe they drew art like that yeah they deserve this they deserve that hope they get this and that and it's like guys what the fuck mm. <laughs> you you realize what you're advocating for out in the fucking open right jesus yeah, yeah. well one of the holy things, shit you know and well one of the things that funny enough you get uh is we see this and we've mentioned this a couple of times here like you know uh people that are advocating for black people suddenly turning racist when you know black people are based and don't agree with them you know etc you know people here advocating for potentially the murder of a 15 year old over a piece of art yeah egregious as the art was yeah Uh, horrible horrible but but like if it's bait it's just them trolling and the mm. the best thing to do is just fucking not right i have an anecdote i I have an anecdote of the opposite and so i don't want to get too far into fetty meta because i have a new podcast for fetty meta exclusively coming soon uh, but there was this one guy, uh, his name was Dash Equals. I forget what server he was on. I think it was like Linux rocks dot, or Linux.rocks. Um, and this dude, he's gone now, right? But like that dude got doxxed in this tiny fucking community where he had like, it was like a mildly spicy opinion about trans identity, right? Uh, it was yeah, a negative okay. one. Uh, but it was like, it was like diet spicy. It wasn't the spiciest thing I had heard about <laughs> those people. But like, it was your Tabasco. Got it. But, like and he probably he didn't get that many interactions like it'd be we're talking double digits of people interacting with this guy's post because the federus is it's large the federus is very large don't get me wrong but it is a smaller community than twitter and they still dox this fucker like wow like that's so awful like you piss off like a couple people and you still get doxed like it the threat is real and that's dumb yeah <laughs> yeah in Doxing really never has any upsides because mm-hmm. uh, that it might make the person feel better in yeah. the moment, but like whoop de do, your false justice is like just well, making them. We never saw that honestly. dude again too, and that sucks because he was kind of cool. Uh, but oh well, well yeah, and like in the problem that I have with this more than anything else, like just as a like nobody should be doing it. Therefore, but if we do it, then that means it's fair game for everybody. Exactly. Oh yeah. They all what, have what's to stop. The, what, what is that effect called? There's a word for that. I, I off don't know off the top of my head. I just know that yeah. you can't just have like you know if we play the. All You're the setting way, a precedent essentially. Right. 
yeah, if you play the All's Fair and Love and War card, then okay, All's Fair. Then I guess we're going to dox everybody, and everybody's information right. can be out there, and look out for bombs in your mailbox. That's why every time I see, I hear about someone... Bombs, with... anthrax, drive-by shootings? Yeah, like, so that's why when I heard this story, and I think I mean, other doxings... So. <laughs> other doxings and other swattings, I'll hear about them, and they're targeting like left-leaning people, or people aligned with those ideologies. And every time I hear it, like part of me wants to roll my eyes, because like, I remember 2014. I remember, yeah. you know, people who were, you know, critical of games journalists getting doxxed just because they were critical of games journalists and being assumed to be something else that they weren't. And, like, nobody nobody helped them. Nobody advocated for them. And, like, it makes it hard to care. It's cynical of me. It's very cynical. The doxing is wrong to anyone. But it's like, well, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> You're right. I mean, at the end of the day, chances I mean, are it going to get worse. Until we have like a foolproof way to basically lock that shit down, I mean, or 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 for Canada to catch up with the fucking times, mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're just the first not gonna have any recourse. Like, unless there's like a really obvious active bomb threat or something like that, the first option shouldn't be sending in a gun guns blazing SWAT team, no matter what. Like, yeah, that it, like the fact that the police are willing to operate with lethal force on just unsubstantiated claims mm -hmm. is a very obvious problem like and the part of the way you would solve this would be you know forcing people to have to report their name and information so you could say okay this was obviously a literal murder attempt using police as the murder weapon so, so like, here you go time to go to court motherfucker mm-hmm Anyway, let's not dwell further. Let's talk. Uh, yep. Let's get to the outro. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, Dylan, one other thing. Oh, let's hear it. A bottle of th something. Oh, yes, yes. So, let's hear it. everybody has heard that my name here is Skuma Dealer. Yes. Mm -hmm. On Shipposter so Club as well. So, I have made Skuma. There is a recipe. It has taken two weeks ish to uh, infuse this with the recipe ingredients. This might be terrible. I have not pre-tasted this. Oh, this is your first impression. Ooh, yes. I like it. Uh, like let me take okay. some water just to make sure I'm cleared out. Also, like I mentioned at the start of the show, the VOD, like, I'm not uploading the video anymore. It's only audio. So um, if he has a funny face, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, that's something you can do if you uh, end up editing the podcast again, Dylan. Mm -hmm. You can add in extra things to be like, so at this moment... Rick had a funny face. Moving on. <laughs> How oh, is it? That's a problem. Oh, no. It's good. Oh, <laughs> no. Really? But I could <gasps> taste the burn almost. Mm. Like, even though it was basically just half vodka, I can't taste the vodka itself, but I can feel the burn on the tongue immediately. I wisely did not eat any of the apricots because i knew that that would be a problem but i kind of wanted to but they probably don't taste like apricots anymore that mm. so so it tastes good then yeah i mean if you like apricot flavor it's gonna it tastes an awful lot like that hmm. but it's an awful lot of sugar too i wouldn't turn this into like a daily drink but I'll happily take one and put it in my fridge when I see oh, you yeah. next time I see you. <laughs> yeah. 
no, absolutely. I've got one on standby for you. Exciting. I'm also... This has led me to trying uh, to do this with other fruits as well. I'm going to dry out some peaches and use that for one. Peach skooma. And mm. Yeah. I mean, might as well try it with different stuff, yeah? Yeah, fuck it. Kiwi skooma. Yeah, Dragon no, fruit skooma. <laughs> I wonder, what would the logistics be about selling skooma branded things? I mean, Bethesda is sued for less. Bethesda would not let me do that. However, probably not. I could probably put a Catman on, like, on the label. <laughs> Legal, <and laughs> legally known the script. Yeah, legally distinct. It's Skooma. It won't be Skooma. It'll be uh, Skooma. Yeah. Skooma. <laughs> Scoopa. <laughs> All right. Outro time. So, listeners, live audience, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Melon Mancy Podcast. Uh, I mentioned some meta stuff at the beginning, and I didn't get to the topic of moving hosts. Right now, we're on SoundCloud. I, I, I one day, I'm fucking soon. We're gonna move to something else, and it will have chapter support and all kinds of cool other shit that we can't do right now. Look forward to that. Uh, but I'll, I'll stop there. Uh, victim. Uh, I, I bought some, some gamer powder from you. You did. Yeah, I did. Uh, thank you. Why, why don't you sir. tell us a little bit more about that before? Oh yeah, we, go. we need to plug that. It's the outro. Yeah. So, I don't know if I would uh, if I should call it sponsored, if I should call it partnered. I don't even know if there's really a difference between the words. But um, mm -hmm. funny enough, uh, Dylan, you had mentioned W to me. Um, I had an I ad on TikTok. This. They were like uh, trying to sign yeah, on as many people as they can. They were new. Yeah, they're, they're so they're, they're brand new. They're like I think like just barely a year old or just under a year old on that. So they they reached out to me. I didn't follow them or anything on Twitter. They just reached out to me, DM me because I'm in DMs open uh, for business and career and shit. And they're like, "Hey, we want to partner everyone. We've already looked through your accounts. Uh, you're pre-approved. Just like you know, sign the thing. So you know, for like documentation's sake, if you're down. Uh, and this is like I, I went back and forth. We mm -hmm. I got the information. I did my due diligence. Nobody no, nobody worry. I didn't just fucking. Like, here, sign here. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, let's do it. Obviously, I looked into them and did my diligence. Um, and they seem like a decent company. That uh, that was a, a, a good surprise because uh, most gamer supplements that I've looked into recently have been plagued with controversy in some capacity. Um, so uh, mm -hmm. that, that was a fresh, fresh yeah. breath there. I got my first but, uh, my first container of the, the dub slime uh, in the mail. Yeah. Did you try it? Huh? No, it's not here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It's coming. It's coming. It's oh, I was gonna say, cause it'll probably be amazing because it's apple flavor, and I love apple. Flavor. Jordan already bought some, and he got his today. He said it was amazing. Ooh. So that's cool. That's good to hear. Have you tried any, Vic? Not yet. So I, I, I know, <laughs> I know, I'm partnered or sponsored, and technically I'm supposed to, uh, you know, up, up praise the company. But I, I want to be, I want to do, I want to do right by that, uh, by my, my community and by our podcasting community here. I haven't tried it yet. I cannot, I cannot endorse it yet. But I have at least some uh, accounts that I trust that say that it is pretty good. Uh, he got the dragon fruit flavor. That's the one I ordered as well. So Yeah, I got the apple one coming. Yeah. I'll tell you about it so, when it gets here. Um, so we're still in the outro. I want to speed this along. So you got an offer well, code. Well, real quick. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh, oh okay. You're going to transition to what I want to transition. Yeah, yeah. So you got, you got an offer code. And I yeah. would like to invite all of our listeners to just go to your Twitch channel, subscribe, and get the offer code there. And subscribe yeah, I mean, if you, to A Victim of Gaming at Twitch.tv. <laughs> or, or follow. Yeah. You don't have to give me money. But, well, I mean, technically, if you buy from W with my code, you give me money. But, yeah, you can find it there. Uh, it's mm -hmm. uh, in my, like, 
thing. Um, you're about. Is it your about me? About me thing. I don't know what the fuck to call it. My panels. I really don't know what the fuck the underside of Twitch is called. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you guys use Twitch, you, you know how to find it. If I'm offline, you click the chat tab, and it'll be below. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be there. Yeah. And drop um, a follow while you're there. Yeah. Or sub I appreciate if you're generous. It. I, uh, it's 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 not required, but I would appreciate it a great deal. Yeah. I'm looking. If forward I get if to I get forty time. people, I get to get my own flavor. Or oh, 40, okay. 40, 40 purchases. Sorry, not forty people. Only forty. Yeah, I think it was forty. Yeah. Wow. I'm I might buy crazy. some more. <laughs> All right, Vic, that is a low is low bar. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, where is it? All I've gone to your about me, and I don't see it. It should be a dubby thing in there. Dubby, got it. So yeah. Oh, we should. You should mention what the name of this place. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, did. I mentioned it in the middle of talking, so I might have oh, okay. gotten lost. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's well, dubby just sounds like miscellaneous word. <laughs> it kind of does, yeah. I, a... I, I like it though. It, it like gamer fuel or G fuel mm-hmm. or advanced it's like G fuel, but with probably mm-hmm. less child labor. It's a competitor. Yeah, they do wrong. Yeah, it, it just it just those those sound like just I don't know generic. I mean, and I, I say this genuinely. If this is cringy to someone, I, fuck it, I'm cringy. I don't give a shit. Um. I don't know, Dubby, is, it, I think it's just like a weird play on like getting the dub, right? Getting a win. At least that has like a fucking, like, there's a level of substance to that. It's not that just, makes sense, we actually. Are, we are fuel for gamers. That it's actually like, makes oh, a lot yeah. of sense. I can't believe I didn't think Galaxy of that. Galaxy yeah, yeah. Grenade. I, 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 obviously, it is, you, you could argue that there's infinitely more uh, creative names, but I think that's that's at least leaps and bounds for the, for the industry yeah. as it is. So. You know what? It, sometimes props you don't need to be creative. Do you know what Geico stands for? No. Government Employees Insurance Company. Really? Yeah. What the? Okay. All but right, they made a whole ass brand out of it. It's, with a it's gecko. not cringy anymore. W is actually a genuinely good name. So <laughs> eat it. So you can follow Victim at twitch.tv slash Victim of Gaming. There is a discount code for W if you want to try out the the three flavors they have. It's a surprisingly small amount of flavors, but I'm I excited. Four. Four. Oh, yeah, four. No. Yes. Yeah. The Galaxy Grenade is going to be coming to Rick. Yeah. I'm yep. getting the, the, the Dub Sledge. Dub Sludge. Which is peach. Apple. <laughs> they have White Peach Cooler, I think it's called. It's like tropical it's or something some like shit. that. It, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be clear, our podcast isn't sponsored. Yeah. We have no yeah. sponsors, never will. But Victim's yeah. Twitch stream is now sponsored. Yeah, and that's kind peach of that's peach, character that development. Is. If, if yeah. for the record, <laughs> I, I, I want to say, just, just in, in vain with our with our podcast, they haven't made me required to say anything. I am I've, mm-hmm. I've signed no contract forcing my speech. I want I want that to be known. So you can support um, Victim in his uh, streaming career uh, buying some some Dubby, and you can support the Melomancy Podcast by getting a new podcasting app at newpodcastapps.com. You get Cash App or Strike or some shit and fund your podcaster wallet with some Satoshi. You don't need to know how that works. It's just Bitcoin. Um, it's surprisingly easy, and you can stream sats. That's where um, you, stream, you, you decide like how many sats per minute. I usually use 20 because I'm cheap. Uh, but like 20 sats a minute and you listen to a whole two hour show. That's very generous. You could also boost any volume of sats that you want. Uh, we'll read if we start getting a lot of boosts, we'll have to start making some cuts based on value. But you know, it's the best way to participate in our show aside from just being here live, which not everybody can do. Um, yeah. And we appreciate it regardless. You view, you watch, you listen, you, you, uh, sat stream, or you uh, boost. It's uh, it's all good. Yeah. So, that being said, have a good one, everybody. It's been the Melomancy Podcast. Talk to you later.